You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 240 and it's one of our prestigious Patreon poll winning episodes. Uh, If you by chance don't know, every month our patrons get to vote for a game that I've never played before and then I play it and... I think you can see where this is going. Uh, And to kick off every year, I dedicate an entire Patreon poll to JRPGs because I hear you, all right? I hear all of you asking for us to cover more JRPGs on the show. And The Legend of Dragoon for the PlayStation 1 pulled out the victory this time. I finally played it. I have a lot to say about it. And this one was tough for a couple of reasons, all right? Number one, I just don't love JRPGs. There, There are exceptions, Uh, But most of them are games that I grew up with. Your Earthbounds and your Mario RPGs and your Final Fantasies and, you know, the old school ones and stuff like that. It's just not my favorite genre. So they really need to hook me to get me to fall in love with them. And number two, I have no nostalgia for The Legend of Dragoon. And it's a tricky juggling act when we're covering a game that people grew up loving, but I'm playing it for the first time in 2023. And, you know, looking past its flaws didn't matter to people playing it back in the 90s, early 2000s, whatever. 
but now it's a lot harder to do. And I'm not judging any of you that love this game because I have games like that, that I grew up playing at Earthbound. I love Earthbound more than almost any game on this planet, but the inventory system, as we talk about a little bit in this game, is awful. And, and I can look past that because I love it. So I, I always have a tough time when it's a game that people love from their childhoods that I'm experiencing for the first time now, you know? And frankly, just as a whole, I find JRPG episodes tough because so many of our listeners do love these, these games, this genre, and they want more of them on the show. And to be honest with all of you, I think we've covered every JRPG I have ever played at this point on the show. So if there's a if there's one out there that you've been hoping that we cover, I probably haven't played it. So I have to play them from scratch now to review them. And they're so long and I just, I can't stand playing too many of them in a row. It's like eating a food that you don't really like over and over again. So just, if you've been asking or patiently waiting for us to cover your favorite JRPG, just know they're going to be spaced out because they're usually long as fuck. I have a very big backlog and I need to cleanse my palate after I get through one of these games. But The Legend of Dragoon is done. For the record, I did not finish it. I got stuck. I, I finally looked up how it ends, but I, I did put a between 25 and 30 hours into it. So it's done. Uh, I have a lot to say about it. And, and to be honest, going into this episode, I was really kind of dreading it. Because I played Dragoon and there's some stuff I really like and there's some stuff I really hate. And I know this is a popular game and I was worried we'd have another Sonic Adventure 2 on our hands. But I don't think that's the case. I think I was tough but fair this week. Uh, my guest this time around is my pal Keeks. He did grow up playing this one. He does love this game. And I think we met in the middle. I think it was a fair episode. Uh, it's a long episode. But when it's, we finished it and we hit stop recording... I thought to myself, like, I don't think my P.O. box is going to get letter bombed for this one. I, If you're going to hate me, this episode won't be the reason, I hope. Uh, and we'll get to all that in just a minute, because speaking of giving you a reason to hate me, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game Infamous intro. Dun, 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 dun. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard and consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. We talk video games and stuff, give them a chance. And they are 26% shorter than the average battle in The Legend of Dragoon. Jesus Christ. Uh, but seriously, if you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road and you'll hear the music and we'll be in The Legend of Dragoon talk, right? I have to get my plugs out of the way. I got some exciting stuff to talk about in here, but I have to get my plugs out of the way. It's how we keep the bills on. We have merch. There's hoodies. There's t-shirts. There's posters. There's coffee mugs. All kinds of stuff. Rocking all kinds of incredible art designed by my man Joe from 4545creative.com. You can find all our merch at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. It's a great way to support the show. And of course, if you don't like clothes, you can always just support us over on Patreon. Patreon. Subscriptions start at $2 a month, like 50 cents a week, and you can get up to four extra podcasts a week. Every second Monday, we release Purple Monkey Dishwasher, our new Simpsons podcast, hosted by myself and Mark McHugh. Every Tuesday, I have The Rambling Idiot, where I talk about my comedy career, TV, movies, sports, the weather, whatever I feel like talking about. Friday is Game Patch, my modern gaming news show, where I talk about the biggest stories in modern video games, um, new releases, I give sales picks, etc. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and that's a different game gaming show each week there's rankings there's looking back at characters consoles there's hypothetical episodes there's some comedy episodes there's a ton of modern game reviews uh this past week on expansion pass it was episode 153 and as the ps5 in particular is becoming more readily available i've been getting a lot of hey adam i just got a ps5 where do i start 
questions. Uh, so I went through both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S libraries and offered some suggestions on where to start if you're new to one of those consoles. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass. Game suggestions for new PS5 and Xbox Series everything owners. So definitely, if you're new to PS5, check out the PS Plus collection. Comes with 20 games. My picks out of this collection. First and foremost, The Last of Us Remastered. This is the PS4 re-release of The Last of Us. It is outstanding. If you've never played The Last of Us, uh, smack, I smack you through the microphone. Please give it a chance. It's one of the best games ever made, in my opinion. I will say that while I absolutely recommend checking out The Last of Us Remastered, either through the PS Plus collection or just buying it for like 15 bucks off the PSN, um... I'm not going to recommend The Last of Us Part 1, which, if you don't know, was the re-release of The Last of Us, but the PS5 re-release of it. Uh, I bought it day one. I played it. It's fine. It is not worth the, the, the full price price tag. It just isn't. It's a great game, and it is probably the definitive way to play it. It's not worth it. If you've never played The Last of Us, just play the PS4 version, which is included in this PS Plus collection. That's now available on our archives, and this week for Expansion Pass 154, it's going to be one of my world-famous modern game reviews, and I'm going to look at Hi-Fi Rush, uh, the rhythm-based action game from Tango Gameworks. It's currently on Xbox and PC. It will be spoiler-free as always, so don't sweat that. Uh, again, subscriptions start at $2 a month. You get new podcasts every week, plus instant access to literally hundreds of of ad-free bonus podcasts right there to download onto your phone. Plus, you can join our Remember the Game Discord. You get a chance to vote in our Patreon poll every month. You get the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows. You can DM with me, and you get a shout-out and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to all of our newest Patriots. Taylor Holt, Carnooch, Bruno Racin, 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 sorry, Bruno, Kevin Miller, Steve Manning, Rick James, Beach. It, it says Beach, but I know it's Beach. I love that. Uh, Bizel95, Weekend Trailer Park Supervisor, Randy Bobandy, Calixto Reyna, Chards in Charge, Jonathan McMillan, Uncle Tony, Old 8 Bit Dad, Seanigan, Zach Hartmeyer, Jeff Moller Hansen, Aqua Giraffe, Momac, Brandon White, Yebisu, Adam Blank Loves Echo the Dolphin, that's not true, Maya Good, Christopher Gianola, Jordan Donahue, Max Keebles, Big Chungus, and Luke from the city of Scotland. I love Scotland. I've never been there, but I really like to go there. Uh, thank you all so much for the support, and welcome. To remember the game industries, you can find all that at patreon.com slash remember the game. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon gets donated to charity each month. And we offer annual subscriptions that'll save you a month's fees if you pay for the year up front. Cha-cha! And finally, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash member the game. Just, I have no schedule. I get on there whenever I can. Come by and look at my dumb face and tell me why I'm wrong and we'll argue and it's good times, all right? That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow in some cartridges and blow some of you. It's our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Feeling it this week. I'm not stumbling over my words as often as I usually do. It's, it's good. I'm, in, I'm feeling like I'm in the zone right now. Uh, let's blow our first blower this week. It's Saskatchewan River Pirate. He wrote in and said, Dear Mr. Blank, my son has been playing Shredder's Revenge on my phone via Netflix games, and I feel like it's near child abuse to play that with touch controls. So my question is, which way should I go for a Ninja Turtles purchase on the Switch? The Cowabunga Collection or Shredder's Revenge? Happy, happy Mario Day. 
And uh, yeah, I guess now by the day I'm recording this, Mario Day was four days ago, but it was left four days ago, so the story checks out. Uh, boy, that's a good question. Cowbunga Collection or Shredder's Revenge? I think... So I think that Shredder's Revenge is the best Ninja Turtles game ever made. But there's a lot more meat on the collective bone in the Cowbunga Collection. So... But the thing about it is if you're buying it primarily for your... I mean, you didn't mention how old your son is, Saskatchewan River Pirate. I'm assuming they're of the younger uh, demographic. I don't know how many of the retro games in the Cowbunga Collection will uh, wet a young gamer's whistle like Shredder's Revenge will. So if you're only thinking about buying it for your son, and I'm assuming your son's a little bit younger, I would probably recommend going with Shredder's Revenge because... Like, we were all kids where you could play the same game over and over again. You got seven characters to play as, and there's lots to do in there. But uh, where, you know, it's like the Cowabunga Collection, a couple of the NES games. Like, basically, like, to be honest with you, like, the I don't think there's a game in the NES, like, in Cowabunga Collection that can stack up against Shredder's Revenge. And there's some great games in the I love the Cowabunga Collection. There's reviews of both it and Shredder's Revenge in the Expansion Pass archives. But I don't think there's a single game in there that can stack up against Shredder's Revenge. So if you want your kid to get a heavy dose of nostalgia or a taste of the past, and you all want to get them like a dozen games at once, go with the Cowabunga Collection. But if you just want to get them one good game to play, I would, I would, I'm, I would go Shredder's Revenge. That would be my pick. If I was buying one of these for like my nephew, I'd probably go Shredder's Revenge. I hope that helps, Saskatchewan River Pirate. Uh, both great. I fuck, I love the Ninja Turtles. Uh, Jake Carter wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, so in school, when you were asked for your name on the paper, did you ever leave your last name blank? Uh, okay, so I didn't, but I have two funny stories about this. Uh, three, now, three. So I the other day, somebody that I'm doing a show for in a couple of weeks, a comedy show, uh, in Cold Lake, where I, I grew up and went to high school, they were going through an old yearbook and found my grade 12 yearbook photo. And I put it on Instagram and somebody commented and said, I guess this is proof that your last name really is blank. I always just assumed it was like an alias, which I actually get quite a bit. So that may, it, for anyone that is wondering, no, it really is my last name. Uh, one time when I was in school, I got on, a, I was the first day of like grade eight or grade nine. I got on the bus and the, the, we had this old bus driver, Al, that was his name. He was this grumpy old man. And the first day he told us all to write down our names and the seat we were sitting in. And then that was our assigned seat for the rest of the year. And so I wrote down my name and then he came back when he got the list and he was like, what is this in front of everybody? He was like yelling at me because I put Adam blank. And I was like, that really is my name. And the other kids were like, that really is his name. And he's like, Oh, sure it is. And then I guess he found out the truth because the next day he apologized to me and then never talked to me again. So fuck you, Al crazy old man. Um, and then the other time is I used to run my hockey team. And uh, we ordered new jerseys and I was the one that placed the order. I was the one that dealt with the company. They were calling me Mr. Blank in emails and over the phone and stuff like that. And then when I filled out the form for each jersey, it had like your number and then the name you wanted on the name bar. And obviously mine was uh, 17. That's the number I wear and blank. And uh, when the jersey showed up, mine was the only one without a last name on it because they must have seen blank in the name bar part and decided instead of putting the name blank on my Jersey, they just left it empty. And I liked it so much that I never did put my name on it. And I was the only one on the team with no name on it. Uh, yeah. It worked out really good. And in case anyone's wondering, I played goalie a lot. And like, you'd think with the last name blank, I would have been like, like that's the most perfect fucking name for a goalie ever, but I was really, really bad. So it didn't really work out. So yeah, I've had some adventures with that dumb name. Uh, Dan Cruz 
wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, if you had to erase every game before the PS2, Xbox, GameCube era, or erase every game from that era up to now, and you could only play the half you kept for the rest of your life, which side would you choose? Ah! That's a good fucking question, Dan Cruz, because my first thought is to erase modern stuff. I love retro. I'll keep my NES, SNES, Genesis, you know, everything behind the PS2, GameCube, Xbox era. There's a lot of great fucking games in there. But the problem is if I erase everything after, then we're not getting any more new games. Whereas if I erase everything before, there's a finite number of games there and games could go on for the rest of my life, but I could keep getting new games. You know what? It fucking pains me to admit it, but I'm going to I'm going to erase everything before the PS2 GameCube Xbox era incredibly reluctantly because I just eventually I'm going to play everything I want to play back there and I have nothing new to play, whereas I would rather take my chances on what's coming. So I'm incredibly reluctant. You're on double secret probation for asking that, Dan, but I'll erase everything before the PS2 GameCube Xbox including that fucking Saturn, you sons of bitches. Uh, Quinduple Secret Probation Silver wrote in and said, Hi, Adam, with the eShop closing on March 27th for the Nintendo 3DS, I'm afraid of a lot I'm afraid a lot of digital content like DLC and digital-only games will disappear forever. Also, the price for a physical copy of a 3DS game will probably go up. Just look at certain GameCube games these days. What games should we buy before the closure of the eShop? What hidden gem should everybody have saved on their system? Continue your good work, Silver. Well, thank you, Silver. Uh, I So I... We talked about doing an expansion pass about this, but I got to be honest with y'all. Like, I like my 3DS. I only probably played a half a dozen games on it. Like, my knowledge of the 3DS library is incredibly, incredibly minimal. So I don't think I have a lot to bring to this table or to to the table here as far as the discussion goes. But if you want a few of the games that, like, I admittedly am probably going to go pick up an eShop gift card and log on to my 3DS and, and snag a few games just to be safe. Uh, if you're wondering what some games I think you need to buy on, if you're talking actual 3DS titles, Fire Emblem Awakening is the first Fire Emblem game and the first tactical RPG I ever played, and I it made me fall in love with both the franchise and the genre. So I think Fire Emblem Awakening is fire, and it's one of the best Fire Emblems ever, and you should definitely buy it. Uh, the Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds is a must-play in my opinion. That is a sequel to the Link to the Past, and for my money, it's the best game on the 3DS. If by some chance you've not played Mario 3D Land, get on it. That game is fucking very, very good. I highly recommend it. And then, like, honestly, I'm trying to think. I'm like, those are, like, the only three. I mean, Mario Kart isn't bad. Smash isn't bad, but you don't need those. There's better versions of those out there. I haven't played a lot of 3DS outside of those games, to be honest. Donkey Kong Country Returns, I guess, is probably a good one because they ported that to the 3DS, I think. I played it on the Wii, but I think they ported it to the 3DS. Uh, And then as far as the virtual console, I'm not sold. Eventually, these games don't end up on the Switch, but I would highly recommend if you're a Pokemon fan, get in there and buy the retro Pokemon titles just in case Nintendo and them decide to get cute and not make them available to us anywhere. Buying a physical card of like a Pokemon Red or a Pokemon Gold is not a cheap adventure, and you can get all of them right now on your 3DS for under 100 bucks. And you've just got all the retro Pokemon titles sitting there waiting for you. So I would highly recommend grabbing those if you like Pokemon and then those other games. I'm sorry. Outside of that, I just don't know much of the 3DS. I'm kind of, kind of useless. But I, I think that's, there's some, I just named some good games. Oh, also, I would probably recommend grabbing Ocarina of Tim and Majora's Mask if you like those games. As much as I don't care for particularly Majora's Mask, those are probably considered by most to be the definitive way to play them. So I'd probably recommend downloading those as well. 
Uh, good luck with your 3DS shopping, everybody. Salomon Freak 14 wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, with Tears of the Kingdom coming out soon, I thought I would comment on this. First off, I very much dislike Breath of the Wild, although I do applaud the effort. The game didn't feel like a Zelda game. Having played and finished Elden Ring seven times, no big deal. You that's crazy. I thought to myself, man, what a this is what Breath of the Wild should have been. Like dungeons and cool weapons minus the souls-like difficulty. I miss uncovering new and unique weapons, not having them given to me at the beginning and just having good music or music at all. Hoping for your thoughts on the new game and your expectations. I love your show and you keep me entertained constantly. Uh, well, thank you, Salomon Freak. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with Breath of the Wild. I didn't dislike it. I played it. I thought it was a fun game. I, I, I enjoyed it, but it's not in my top five Zeldas. Um, I do feel the way a lot of the, the naysayers feel where it didn't feel quite like a Zelda game. Um, and so as far as tears, like I'm going to get tears of the kingdom day one, I'm going to play it. Yes. hundred percent. As far as tears of the kingdom goes, I guess like I would also like to see them go back to having more dungeons with puzzles and stuff like the bigger dungeons as opposed to like, I don't mind if they want to maybe go to like 50 of those like mini hidden shrines with the little puzzles and stuff like that that you find throughout the world. But I want more like the divine beasts in Breath of the Wild weren't good enough for me. I want the big puzzle filled dungeons with the new items in them. I know it's the traditional formula. I don't care. I like the traditional formula. I would like to see them go back to that as well. Uh, more than that, though, like if I could make one change from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom... Uh, I would get rid of the, such, the, the weapons that break so easily. I don't care if you want to make the weapons have a finite amount of durability, but like for me to find a new sword and then be scared to use it because I know I'm going to get like 10 hacks with it and then it's going to fucking break, that drove me up the goddamn wall. So I'd definitely get rid of that or change it. And, uh, oh, and I would make it so you could cook things in bulk instead of having to do them one at a time because that was frustrating too. So that, I think that would be, that's probably where I would go. I'd like to see them go a little more traditional with it as well. But either way, I, I think it's going to be good. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. I'm probably going to like it. So there you go. I hope that answers your question, Solomon Freak. Thank you for writing in, my friend. Super Dad Bros Podcast said, Hey, Adam, just wanted to say thank you for doing what you do. We lost our German Shepherd, Mila the other day after a routine procedure, and it was really difficult. And the show helped provide some much-needed comic relief. So thank you. On a lighter note, have you played the Resident Evil 4 demo that just dropped? And do you have any thoughts? Well, first of all, uh, and I am not criticizing you for saying this, Super Dad Bros. Because sometimes people write in and be like, it's my birthday or, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Or like people talking about stories with their kids and I got to read them. You all know, like I am, a, I like, with all due respect to all of you, I like dogs more than any of you. I love dogs. So let me just say uh, on behalf of myself and Molly, uh, my sincere uh, condolences. And I'm sure Milo was a beautiful puppy. And I'm very sorry to hear about your loss. And, uh. I'm sure you did everything you could for and gave her a good home. I'm assuming it's a her. Poor puppy. Um, on the note of the Resident Evil 4 demo, a few people have asked me this. I actually have not played it. And listen, I am fucking stoked for Resident Evil 4 Remake. I love that franchise. I love that game. It's one of my favorite games of all time. The I think Resident Evil 2 Remake is one of the best remakes ever. Maybe the best remake ever. I cannot wait to play Resident Evil 4 Remake. But I did not play. I don't play a lot of demos. Uh, the only time I play a demo is when I'm on the fence about buying a game and I want to get like a free sample to see if I think it's worth my time. I have I have like no doubt in my mind that Resident Evil 4 Remake is going to be worth my time. It's going to be a day one purchase. So I was like, rather than just get a bump and then have to wait, you know, two weeks for another one, I'm just going to wait and play it when it comes out. So I haven't touched it, but I can't wait to play it. So there you go. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. And for the first time in a long time, 
I don't have much to say in response to the letter time. I just felt obligated to give someone the floor. Because if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, last week we talked about the Tiger Woods franchise. And in Play One, Remake One, Erase One, we went with uh, Madden, NHL, and FIFA. And a lot of people erased FIFA, and quite a few pot shots were taken at the sport of golf, or soccer, pardon me, soccer slash football, whatever you want to call it. And G9PSX wrote in to defend uh, their sport of choice, and I've decided to just give them the floor. I feel soccer fans deserve this because we've been pretty hard on them over the last week. <clears throat> G9PSX wrote in and said, Good day, Mr. Blank. I hope all is well with you. Your podcasts are the highlight of any week, and I hope they continue for many years to come. I would like an opportunity to address some of your listeners with regards to the Play One, Remake One, Erase One from last week. Listen here, you bunch of dim-witted wallopers. Erasing soccer because you don't understand the sport is about as ridiculous as adding warm yogurt to a hot dog, and quite frankly, is an act deserving of a firing squad. More so, the comments about it being too slow? X fucking excuse me? slow it's a 90 minute game with a 15 minute break in the middle that's 105 minutes total and it's done nfl games are fucking ps1 era turn-based rpgs four seconds of action with five minute breaks in between you call it a 60 minute game why the hell does it take nearly four hours to complete as for the nhl you guys slide about on a frozen pond with knives on your feet and sticks to beat each other with i don't understand it but i got no beef with you guys keep up the good work all the best from the town of europe fair enough I, I don't even have a response. I don't I do think soccer is too slow and boring. But I I felt we we piled on last week. I heard about it from quite a few people and I thought G9PSX wants to take one uh, or to stand up on behalf of all the soccer fans listening and sound off and I just wanted to give them the floor and allow them to do so. Thank you so much for all your submissions as always. Let's change things up and get to our smash it segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is a race from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one. We'll tell you what it is in just a minute. And this week, I wanted to go with PlayStation RPGs, of course. And, I, and it's very tough because you want three that'll all kind of loosely get put on the same level, you know? And I can't go like Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 because 8's going to get decimated or anything like that. Plus, 7's already been remade and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I decided to go with three of the highest ranked JRPGs from the PS1 on Metacritic. We've got Final Fantasy Tactics, which... I suppose you could argue it's not a JRPG, but whatever. We have Suikoden 2 and Final Fantasy 9. I know. This one got hairy. Uh, 36% said they would play Final Fantasy Tactics, remake Final Fantasy 9, and erase Suikoden 2. That is not what I would do. But let me see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Woo, guy. 8286 said, play Final Fantasy 9 all day, every day. That game is mint. Tactics could be better with a remake and erase Suikoden 2. Because as I said when I saw this, Suiko what? That's going to, don't send your hate mail to me. Send it to fucking Woo Guy. Do not send it to me, all right? Uh, Venom1438 said, easy choice for me. Play Tactics is perfect as it is, and it's enjoyable today as it was when it was released. Remake Final Fantasy IX. In my opinion, it's the best entry in the franchise, and I would love to see this world given the Final Fantasy VII remake treatment. I agree with that. Erase Suikoden simply because I was never able to get into any of the games from this franchise, and there's much better RPGs out there. Now, before you think that all the comments I'm about to read are erasing Suikoden, that is not the case. Um, to say that there's much better RPGs out there... 
I don't even like... I'll explain my thoughts on Suikoden in a minute. I don't necessarily like Suikoden, and even I'm not sold. There's a ton of RPGs better out there. I'm honestly not sure about that. But I like... You played by the rules. I can respect that. Justified01 wrote in and said, Hold up, people. Look at your best RPGs of all time lists on your Google machines. Suikoden 2 is one of the best RPGs of all time. Top 5. I have begged Adam to let me sponsor an episode on it, and he has declined, and I think he may have even insulted my hygiene afterwards. I probably did. As much as I love Final Fantasy IX, best Final Fantasy beside Final Fantasy Tactics, and Final Fantasy Tactics is also in that top tier list, Suikoden 2 shall never be deleted just because it's not as mainstream of game. Play Suikoden 2. Best narratives of any game I've ever played. Remake Tactics. This game is also top 10 best RPGs of all time. Delete Final Fantasy IX because it's the only option left, and then feel the hole in your heart. This is like choosing which of your three dogs to put down because only two are allowed in your new apartment complex that's a fucking extreme example justified uh but for the record justified is not the only person that has tried to sponsor an episode about suikoden and i just want you all to know in case you're wondering it's probably never going to get an episode of remember the game because it did get sponsored at one point and i played five or six hours i see the greatness of suikoden 2 i'm just being brutally honest it's too smart for me i don't like giant team management games and I don't love RPGs and I started to get deeper into it and was like, I have, I'm so like, I'm going to end up hating this. Not because it's bad because I just don't like these types of games, but I see the brilliance of this game. And I just want to make sure I make that abundantly clear. I am not anti sweet in two. It's just too rich for my, my very sensitive palate. I hope that makes sense. Uh, Shannon Willis wrote in and said, I played and beat both Final Fantasies not too long after they released, so I'll play 9. Zidane is my favorite Final Fantasy protagonist. I'll remake Suikoden 2, and I'll erase Final Fantasy Tactics, because 1, y'all didn't even play Dio Field Chronicles. I didn't. Uh, and two, Square Enix would remake Vagrant, should remake Vagrant Story instead. That said, I love Final Fantasy Tactics, and I hope it comes back remastered in, H in HD 2D. Not in some strange 3D way, unless it's on the level of Fire Emblem. Dude, oh, Final Fantasy Tactics and that Octopath art style. Oh, I would do some nasty things to get my hands on that, Shannon. I feel you. And Damian Torres said, First time voting. Interesting one here, too. I wasn't big on JRPGs growing up, and I've only warmed up to them in recent years. I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. It got me interested in the series. I ended up buying any Final Fantasy games that were available through some Square sale. I haven't had time to commit to them, though. Anyways, I'd play Suikoden 2. Always heard good things, just never played any of the series. I'll remake Final Fantasy IX. This is one of the Final Fantasy games I consistently hear as a series best. I would love a 7 styled remake. As long as it retains the art style, it'd be amazing to see what could be done with today's tech and unfortunately out of race tactics i've never been too big on tactical type of games although i have dabbled in recent years i'd be willing to give it a shot but i gotta abide by the rules and this is the last one left thank you for playing by the rules i understand all your logic this was a tough one i'm glad that it was so mixed the reviews this week uh i myself i'm gonna go with 30 percent of you including blaine the hoagie man who said i'd play final fantasy 9 it's perfect the way it is and should not be tampered with i'll remake final fantasy tactics i've actually never played it before but make it much better to look at and i would definitely enjoy it too and i'd erase Sweep it in two. It hasn't done anything wrong, but I'll be goddamned if I'm erasing the other two. I actually agree with almost all of that, Blaine. I myself will play Final Fantasy IX because I've only ever played through it once. I loved it. I still think it's the best Final Fantasy game. Uh, so it's fine as it is. And I'm going to remake Final Fantasy Tactics because I love it as well. I played it last year. Love that game. I just want it on the fucking Switch. So I'd remake it and quality of life improvements, give it that Octopath art style and just put it where everyone can play it. That game should be on everything. And then I'm going to race Sweek it into, as I explained, I have no beef with it at all. I, I think it appears brilliant. I just don't get it. I'm scared of it. All right. 
There you go. Thank you so much, everyone, for writing into play this week. Let me tell you what I've been playing, and then we'll get into all of the uh, Legend of Dragoon talk in just a minute, because I need to pause for a drink of water and a quick word from potentially one of our sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job, because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly... I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And better help is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. All right, what have I been playing over the last seven days? Uh, basically three games in rotation. I played a lot of them over this past week. I've been playing Banjo-Tooie. I'm almost done. That is going to be reviewed in the coming weeks here on Remember the Game. I I do like it. Like, there's, there's no question that I like it. I can't decide if I like it more than the original. I don't think I do, but I got to finish it to find out. Uh, I've also been playing Earthbound Beginnings, another fucking JRPG, because it won our next Patreon poll. Uh, the thing is, I love Earthbound, so I'm, I'm excited to finally see where Earthbound started. I've been enjoying it. And then out of nowhere, I bought Fire Emblem Engage, and I was ready to get started on it, but then I was I was high one night, and I, I, couldn't, I didn't want to start Fire Emblem Engage and then be like, I don't remember what I'm supposed to do. So I ended up firing up Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order on my Steam Deck via Xbox Cloud Gaming. And I gotta say, I'm 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 really enjoying it. I'm really I'm kind of hooked on it now. And now I know that you know uh, Survivor is coming up, and I'm I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna play through Fallen Order. I, I I try to balance a modern game with a couple retro games, and I'm really enjoying it. So I think I'm gonna play it so I can play Survivor. Uh, but that's it. That's what I've been playing. Let's talk Legend of Dragoon. I know that's why you're here. As always, I like to give some of you a chance to sound off before my guest tonight hog the microphone. And we had a lot of comments this week, so let's rip through a few of them here. T Tribuzio. I like that name. Wrote in and said, I have so many great memories of this with my friends. I'm playing through it now and still having the same amount of enjoyment that I did as a kid. I remember my friends and I trying to master the additions and trying to figure out why all the money ended in six until we realized my TV needed to have the tint adjusted to read G instead. Also, kudos to the terrible enemy names. Wounded Bear, Run Fast, and Assassin Cock for Life. Well fucking said, T. Uh, I almost called you T-Bag. Uh, T. Trebuzio. I love that. I like that a lot. Also, the... <laughs> thinking that your gill always ended in your gold always ended in six instead of G is money. 
Ah, it's a good email. Uh, Ryan Kinchin said 12 years. It took me 12 years to finish this game, and I loved every minute of it. I rented it as one of my first PS1 games and made it to the end of Disc 1, and Disc 2 was fucked, so my attempts ended there. Fast forward a couple years, and I found another copy, and Disc 2 worked. Disc 3 did not. I proceeded to do this stupid little dance with this game until the day the credits rolled. I still have my ugly little gray, my ugly gray little brick of a memory card with the initials LOD on it and green paint pen, so I always will know what it is. I respect your commitment to this game ryan fuck i can't think of one game that took me 12 years to beat i respect that uh justin autry said this game is nostalgia incarnate and transforming into a dragoon nailing the additions and the overly complex story still give me warm and fuzziness inside one of my greatest childhood accomplishments was finally nailing gusts of wind dance after hundreds of failed attempts also whenever my cousin kyle and i were kicked off the game and told to go outside we would just go out and reenact the additions with sticks while shouting out the addition names good times i fucking love that story because we used to do that kind of shit when we were kids too and dude gust of wind dance is fucking impossible i don't even know if i believe that you actually did it it's possible sergeant pickle said i absolutely adored this game as a kid the addition system was so much more engaging as a mechanic than traditional turn-based jrpgs and it kept me hooked but boy oh boy fuck albert's gust of wind dance it's impossible see thank you sergeant pickle i agree and i just want to say not everybody wrote in just praising the shit out of this game timmy the exuberant turtle wrote in and said i'm probably in the minority here but i think this is a solidly mid-tier ps1 jrpg even though i'm a turtle who's known for his exuberance i find the slow pace of the plot and battle to be tiring i mean that literally because i remember falling asleep more than once while playing this game overall it's just okay if the legend of dragoon were a color it would be beige i don't totally disagree with that if that comment did if you that comment upset you you may not like this review i'm a little bit nicer to it than that but i'm a little harder at times as well and it's time for you to hear what i had to say because my buddy keegs and i are going to talk about the legend of dragoon as soon as i remember to cue up some music and then let it stop for us to talk about this game that originally released back on the PS1 in North America on June 14th of the year 2000. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. All right. Well, I don't even know how to feel about this. I don't know. Join, you know what? Let's just let's do the intro because I know I'm not going to get any shit for this. Joining me via the blank phone this week to talk The Legend of Dragoon for the PlayStation 1 is a good buddy of mine, one of our moderators over on Ye Old Remember the Game Discord. And that is my buddy Keegs. How are you, man? I'm pretty good. <laughs> good intro. I like that. <laughs> okay. Um... I think I'm, I'm probably... better now than I will be at the end of this. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. So like, I think <laughs> I'll probably have talked about this during the infamous intro, but if by fluke I didn't, I'm sure I did. If by fluke I didn't, I just, I want everyone out there to be warned of a couple of things, okay? Number one, we are going to spoil this game. So just know that the spoilers <gasps> are coming, all right? It's fucking, it came out in 2000. I'm probably the last person to play it. We're going to fucking spoil it, all right? Number two, if you love this game, just this is your fucking warning right now. If you are triggered or if you have PTSD about it or you're sensitive about people not liking your favorite games, 
maybe just skip this episode and go listen to one of the 239 previous episodes. Just don't listen to the Sonic Adventure 2 episode because I don't like that game either. <laughs> um, actually, and I want everyone to know this, okay? When I say I don't like this game, Keegs and I were just talking about this off the air. There is a very, not even a fine line, a distinct line between I think a game sucks and I think a game's fine. It's just not for me. People like lobster. Lots of people eat lobster. I don't like lobster. I don't think it's a bad food. I just don't like it. And that's what Legend of Dragoon is to me. I I played like 30 hours of this game and I don't think it's bad, but I don't like it. Is that is that a reasonable way to start this? I don't feel like I'm going to get any angry emails yet. Is that that's fair, right? Uh, you're going to get an angry email from me right now. You don't like lobster? What the fuck is wrong with you? Lobster is just, you know what? The only people. You the don't only like people, eating bugs from the ocean? Yeah. The only reason people like lobster is because they like butter. That's what it is. Eat a potato without butter on it. It's fucking disgusting. I, I like potatoes without butter. What is wrong with you? You're worried no. about getting hate about the content of the episode. You've come in with two hot takes about I don't care. Actually, potatoes. Okay, I should pull... Potatoes. Wait, wait. All right. The whole country of Ireland's going to come after us. Oh, we don't have any listeners there. They don't speak Canadian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They'll no. hear the word potato and just... Yeah, that's mad. all it'll be. To be fair, I actually do like potato. I'll, I'll eat like a plain slice of potato. I was just trying to come up with another food. I don't... It's not that I don't like lobster. I just think lobster is... I think lobster is the single most overrated food in the history of food. Uh, I think I just caviar is... Probably I've never that. had caviar. I've never well, had caviar. It tastes like crunchy fish balls, and is very. I do salty like. I do like, love crunchy fish balls. Anyways, and very expensive. That'll do it for this week's episode of expensive food from the sea that Adam and Keegs don't really like. Come back next week for no. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> next lobster. week we'll be talking crab because I fucking hey, hate crab. I love anyway. lobster. I love crab. Ugh. All my family's from the East Coast. I love seafood. Ugh. I don't hate seafood. I just I just don't like lobster. Anyways. Let's talk to Legend of Dragoon, Keegs. This won our Patreon poll two months ago. I'm going <laughs> to... I need a minute to collect my thoughts. I've been dreading this episode because like, I just don't know what to say. So I'm going to take a minute to collect my thoughts. Uh, why Why were you so hot and horny like a man with a potato to cover this game when it won the poll? Why? What, what's your story? What's, your, what's the history of Keegs and the Legend of Dragoon? Well... Uh, cause I have spotty memory. I don't like remember exactly getting the game, but it's just like one of those games that we got, uh, cause I think it came out like the PS2 might've already just come out or is about to come out or something. Like this is one of the last games for the system and we didn't get, we didn't upgrade systems right away ever. So it was just like, well, here's a game that came out. You guys like RPGs and these guys look cool. Here's the game. And me and my brother just loved it. It was it was our one game that we got to play, so we just played the shit out of it, and I already loved RPGs, and it just, it was another one of those games where I'm like, graphics are never going to look better than this, this is yeah. crazy, <laughs> and now I'm playing the the remastered one on the PS4, and just like, you can see the faces on the polygons now, you couldn't yeah. on the PS1 version, I'm just like, oh, that's, that's certainly a face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will. You know what? So, okay. First point that I'm going to... Listen, I hate the fact that we're going to sit here and compare it to Final Fantasy, but it's fucking impossible, right? Like, it's... Anyone, anyone, anybody listening to this that doesn't think this game drew inspiration from Final Fantasy VII is so full of crap. It's not even funny. Well, like, it's, it's not just that. Like, Sony said, like, this is their Final Fantasy killer. 
Right, like, this exactly. is a first-party RPG from the RPG guys that gave us the last three Final Fantasies. And they're like, this is our Final Fantasy killer. We don't need Square anymore. Yeah. So, like, okay. So, okay. So, so comparisons are fair. I want to... First point that I'm going to give The Legend of Dragoon. Uh, I don't remember. I think you mentioned you were like, it just looked... The, the case art was cool. I will say the case art to The Legend of Dragoon laps. Oh, yeah. Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 tactics. Probably, I would sit here and argue that it might be the best looking case art of any RPG on the PS1. It looks spectacular. I'd it give really it that. Does. There's probably like some European versions of some games that had like cooler stuff than us, but sure. yeah, I'd put, I'd put Legend of Dragoon near the top. It looks tight. And when it won my Patreon poll, I was like, all right. Like, I'm like, I like, so like one of my favorite RPG characters of all time is Kane from Final Fantasy IV, who is a Dragoon. Mm. And I usually like Dragoons. I'm a big fan of the jump move because it gives me a chance to avoid getting hit because I yeah. play like a chicken shit. I, I'm like, all right. It's got great looking box art. I like Dragoons. This has potential. And it was weird because the first, and we're going to get into all the good and bad, but I was like, the first disc, I I liked it. By the end of the first disc, I had gone from like, this is pretty cool, to being like, ah, oh, this is okay. And then it was by the end of the second disc where I was like, I don't, I don't like this anymore. And I'll get into why. <laughs> but it, I did like it started out with, with some promise. Mm. Uh, and we're going to get into all that. I want to just say, even between me and you sitting here talking about it, you just mentioned how... Like, you guys got this game when you were kids, or, you know, or whatever, because you were like, well, it's a game that you can play. It's on the system we own. And, dude, nostalgia is is such, such a, I know it's a cliche, but it's such a powerful drug. Mm-hmm. And, bro, it is so difficult. I hate to say that my job is difficult ever, because my job is never hard. But, but it... If, if there's a time where it's hard, this is it. It's really difficult to go back to a 20-plus-year-old game in a genre you don't particularly like that so many people have nostalgia out the ass for and try to look at it in the same light in 2023 that people mm-hmm. looked at it in 2000. Does, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, even with me, with having all this nostalgia, like going back and trying to play it again, like I, I can't sit down for really long sessions playing it. I'm just like, this game's fucking slow, man. Yes. Like I want to keep playing it, but fuck me, everything is so slow. Yeah, you know what? Yes, that was the, and that's the first, you guys know how it goes. I usually like to get the poo-pooing out of the way and then we'll get into the happy stuff. Let me just say, and, and this is literally addressed to every single person that's ever listened to my show. If you have ever, ever, written into me, tagged me in a tweet, commented somewhere, complained to your grandma about the length of the infamous intro on Remember the Game, but you like The Legend of Dragoon, you are a hypocritical piece of shit. Because this might be the slowest video game I have ever played. My, and it's not the frame rate, it's the, it's the gameplay. Mm-hmm. My God, Keeks. Jesus yeah. Christ. I, I love it, but it's a lot... Uh, I've noticed, especially going back, it's a lot more style over substance. Yes, it is. And like the one thing I, they, I actually know about the development process is that they spent most of their money and time on like the, the FMV sequences and just like making the game look cool and flashy. And so then I think they just kind of forgot that there has to be a good game in there. Right. Well, not that, and, no, okay, not that, not there, because it's a good game in, in my opinion, but they just sure. kind of forgot that there has to be a game first. Agreed, yeah. Not a movie. And, 
Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. And and I will say, like, I want to make sure I make this clear. I don't think this is a bad game. I don't think it's the game for me. But it's not mm. like there have been games that I have played on this show. Uh, everyone knows Echo the Dolphin, Mario's Missing, Virtual Bart, Shaq Fu, etc. That I just like genuinely don't think they're good. I that's yeah. not at all the case with this game. I don't think it sucks. I just think that it does a lot. And like, you know what? Now that I I already said that we're gonna do the poo-pooing and then the good stuff, but like I don't even think I can do that because so much of it is a yin and the yang. And we should we should start. So you mentioned let's just talk about the graphics for a minute because you you brought that up. I uh I will say that like it's so we can all look back on PS1 games now and laugh about how mm. everyone is, you know, like when you're learning how to draw something and they say to draw the shapes and then draw around those shapes to make the whole thing. Yeah. And a lot of PS1 games look like they stopped at the shape phase and then just colored in the shapes. <laughs> but I will say that, like, I, I do think this is a pretty good-looking game. I want to give it mm. that. It, it's, you know, in particular, I want to say the the backgrounds and the, and oh, the yeah. environments uh, look that's, tight. That's a lot, of, a lot of those PS1 RPGs that did the pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah. Like, the polygons look like dog shit. Like, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, more so VIII, because that's when they started texturing the polygons cra- yeah. like crazy. Like the the characters look like shit, and then when they upscale them into these HD remasters, they look even worse. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, those backgrounds! Like they went oh, from yeah. good to to perfection. Yeah, with that, agreed. And I and in case anyone's wondering, I played this on my PS3. Uh, I bought it off the PSN, so I played the PS1 port that is on the PS3. So I I don't think I'm playing any kind of upscaling or anything. And I was shot. There's one town in particular, the town where uh the the there's like the castle with like the princess that is like an evil clone of the princess oh yeah um i can't remember the name of it i can't remember the town name um and there's like water running through the town and stuff Mm. uh i was i was i was like dude that water can stack up against some water from like the ps3 i was like this looks very very good i think the character models look cool i think most of the enemies look cool i like i I like practically everything about this game graphically, uh, with 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 one exception, um, and that is the fucking goddamn drawn out animations, which is oh, yeah. and every everything about this game that I like comes back to something about it being fucking slow. That's mm. the problem. And like, holy shit, bro! Like we all think of Knights of the Round from Final Fantasy VII <laughs> and about how you can like, you know, cast that twice with a copy and then just go and get yourself something to eat and come back in like 10 minutes. But like, you get into routine battles in this game and they look nice and that's awesome. But like a routine fight in this game that should take like 20 seconds can take upwards of like five or six minutes. Yeah, well like, like every random battle has got that long ass intro where they do like the cinematic camera shots. Oh! It's like, yeah, this was cool the first few times, but like especially with how insane the encounter rate is, because it's literally broken. Uh, like it's just like it gets too much. It's like it's just do we so... have to do this every single time. Yeah, and that like at least give us an option to toggle animations. Like yeah. they did for Dragoon. They did it for I think the Dragoon animations. You can toggle to yes. <laughs> short which, and long. Which I wish like I found out else. about. Yeah, I wish someone had told me that before twenty hours into the fucking game. Because my play <laughs> clock probably would have been 15 hours had I known I could turn down the Dragoon animations. But yeah, I'll, yeah. Um, it, it really does look nice. I, I just, it's just so fucking, it's just so, have we got anything else to say about the graphics before we get into it? Because like the combat to me is the meat of the game, the combat and the and the story. 
But yeah, like, I, I just, I, I just really like the graphics of it. The, the graphics are some of the best on the system. Agreed. I think is yeah. like, obviously I, I keep the polygons out of that, like of on the overworld, but in the battles, like the polygons are for the characters are way, way better. Yeah. But like that was and pretty I, common too. Like Final Fantasy seven and eight were the same. Like sure. they look like shit on the overworld. And then you had the good, good looking ones in battles. Like, yeah. But even to compare it to seven and eight, cause like to me, nine is different. Cause nine, like I mean, I'm a bias because I love Final Fantasy IX, but I also think it's just mm. stunning to look at, yeah. uh, by especially by PS1 standards. But like, even to compare it to its its younger or older brother, I guess in Final Fantasy VII, um, I always thought the backgrounds and the pre rendered backgrounds and stuff in Final Fantasy VII look good. I think the ones in this game like lap it. Like I mm. really, really can't say enough about how good I think this game looks. Yeah, um, yeah like it's it's. I think for me, it's because Final Fantasy VII's a lot darker and grittier. Yeah. So it's like a lot of like blacks and browns and grays and stuff. But like yeah. Legend of Dragoon, like everywhere is colorful. Like the desert's gonna be brown, but like like you said, that city with the the twin castles, like it's like that is like gorgeous, bright, colorful. Like everywhere you go is like they the cities feel alive. Yeah, yeah, they look nice. Um, the problem is that when you leave the city you have to go into the fights and the combat <laughs> and i gotta dude like i'm so torn on where to start with this because there are there are aspects of the combat system in the legend of dragoon that i think are some of the coolest as like some of the coolest shit i've ever seen in a jrpg and then it, it, it again like it just it got to the point where i was like i fucking i went from loving it to fucking hate it do you i'll ask just straight up do you like the combat system in this game i do yeah you okay if you've never played it we're gonna break it all down here but basically it's classic jrpg you have three characters they're lined up on one side of the screen the enemies are lined up on the other side and then it doesn't have the little um like the little time bar showing you when it's going to be your next turn it just tells you like you know oh now it's Dark's turn to attack. Now it's the enemy's turn. Now it's Rose's turn. Whatever. Classic RPG stuff. But when it's your turn to attack, uh, you can either you can attack, you can use an item, you can defend, you can run away, or you can turn into a dragoon. And obviously, a majority of the time you're going to spend is, is attacking. And when I first started this game, you, among many other people, warned me that like if you play this on, on a screen or something with some lag or some input delay, you're fucked. And apparently that's a big problem with the playing it on like the PS5 now uh, where it just I, got I, released. I can't speak for the PS5 version, but both me and my roommate have been playing it on our PS4s and we've actually thought that it was better on those like on our HD TVs on our PS4s. Like I right? found the timing way better because I have it on my Vita as well. And right. I was playing it a bit on my PS3 before. Yeah. And it's like, I always, I struggle with the timing so much on those, but like, I'm barely missing any additions already. I'm not very far in my replay right now, but yeah. I'm only missing a handful of additions playing it on uh, my PS4 than okay. I have in the past. Like, and I will say, like, I've been playing it on my PS3, but my PS3 goes through a capture card to a 4K monitor. Mm -hmm. And I want to just make sure I make this, like, I've had no issues with the timing. Um, when I was, when I was playing Parappa the Rapper to get ready, the timing was all over the place, but this yeah. one, I truly feel like 90% of the missed, uh, time pushes, button pushes have been on me. They haven't been due to the game or anything, mm. but I, so that's just something to say, but like, if you've never played it, when you go to do an attack, 
basically, I know that uh, Shanna, is it Shauna? Shanna? Shanna, yeah. Shanna. She doesn't have it, but pretty well every other character had these like additions. And when you attack, it'll do one basic attack, and then there's a square on the screen with a bigger rotating square closing in on that one on the screen. And if you push X, right as that larger square closes in on the smaller one, you'll land an additional attack. And as you get further into the game, these combos can go from one or two extra button pushes to like five, six, seven. And then sometimes it'll, instead of it being a blue square, it'll be an orange square. And when it's orange, instead of hitting this, the, the cross button, you have to hit the circle button and you'll counter the enemy instead of just landing. And at any time, if you miss... Your combo just ends. You take whatever damage you landed, and you go back to you go back to start. And like, so a lot of people were telling me it's like the Super Mario RPG timed hits, which is yeah. I adore that system. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty close to that. Yeah, it's it is just timed hits with a a couple extra steps and some customizability to it. Yeah, the one thing is I wish it had the. I wish you could play defense with a timed defense too, like you can in Mario RPG. Yeah, that's yeah, mine. That'd be cool. But, but I th I think that's because like defense is just broken. Yeah, it is. Uh, a and lot, a lot of, a lot of the defensive stuff is, uh, and like healing and everything because it's all percentage based. Yeah, it's a, a little more powerful than it should be. Yeah, agreed. And so it's not a big deal. It, I thought it would have been neat, but when I yeah. first started playing the game, I because I'm a huge fan of the because that's one of my big problems with a lot of JRPGs is I get bored of all the standard fights. You know, because like listen. I'm assuming that most people listening to this have played some classic JRPGs. You know what I'm talking about, Brian. 90% of the random encounters you have on the map, especially before like the end of the game, they load up and you can basically look at, unless your team is almost dead right going in, you can kind of like look at your phone and just mash like the select button and just, mm. you know, just hit them until they're dead. And then that's that fight. And I liked that this gave me a reason to pay attention and I love quick time events. I know I'm in the minority there. I love quick time events in games. So I was like, this is going to be sick. And then I found out quickly that like in the first few hours of the game, it basically just goes from like, Oh, maybe you can kill an enemy in one attack instead of two. But like, by the time you're getting up toward like the end of the second disc, particularly in the boss fights, it's like, if you haven't figured out the timing of some mm -hmm. of these combos, you're pretty well fucked. Yeah, like it does that to you near the start of the game too when you fight Kongol. Like if you mess up oh, your yeah. additions at all, he counters you and fucks yeah. you up. Yeah. Like and without it, like, having that counter uh pop up when you're doing the addition. He just straight up like, you fuck up, he's gonna fuck you up. Yeah. And I I'm honestly torn on that aspect. Like I have some qualms, but I'm not sure if this is one. At one point, I was kind of mad and I was like, dude, like if you so basically what you're saying is like if you're not good at this timing shit you can't play our game. Cause like, mm. I don't even know if you could beat this game without ever landing an addition. Like, um, I don't know if that'd be possible. No, I don't think you can because it's not just that you do extra damage while you're hitting them with these combos. But every time you land an attack on an enemy, you gain some SP and you need to gather enough SP to fill up your dragoon meter so that you can, we'll get into that later, but so you can turn into a dragoon. So it's like, you're not only doing more damage. So like, dude, if you like, so just say you're playing his dart and he has like a five attack combo. If you mm. don't hit any of the extra combo, the any, any of the extra attacks, maybe you'll do like 20 damage. If you hit all five, maybe you do 140 damage. Yeah. And so like, that's Usually the difference. I think the first attack is the strongest and gives sure. the most SP just to help with that. But yeah, sure. you have to, but like just to like, yeah, to get a hang of it. Yeah, like to put it into perspective for anyone that by chance hasn't played it, like the end of a long combination, you literally might be hitting for two, three, four times the damage 
that you would hit if you just hit one and, and missed it. Not to mention all the SP you're gaining as well. Like mm. it is, it is critical that you get yeah. this shit figured out. And and I and I I don't dislike that because I I like that they tried to do something different instead of just the standard press X, go through the motions, press yeah. X, go through the motions. My my main qualm with it, it's not the timing aspect of. Although for some reason, dude, is it just me or fucking Albert? And then whoever Albert becomes, what the fuck's that guy's name? Favitz. Uh- uh, Levitz first, and then Albert. Right, Lavitz to Albert. Uh, I don't know what it is. I for the fucking life of me, I can't <laughs> land a combo with that. Guy. Yeah, it's what that is is fuck you from the developers. They decided to make his animation speed slightly faster than Levitz's. Oh fuck! Nobody Maybe knows why. It just it's but like I never got a hang of it. I was like I could every other character in the game. Like I would miss sometimes, but most of the time I could land them. For some reason, with fucking. Albert, I was like, this guy, you're literally just dead and you're dead weight to me because I cannot yeah. figure out your combos. Yeah, it was making uh, me I, crazy. I, be- I bench him as soon as I get him. Uh, what I'm trying to do with my playthrough right now, because you have to max all the additions to get their final one, like okay. get it up to 80 uses yeah. and level five. Uh, right. I'm trying to grind out Gust of Wind Dance with Levitz before okay. Albert, because I've only landed that attack twice in my entire life with Albert. <laughs> yeah. I know. And it's so weird that like, it's just hit, like, I understand that the timing is different, but you would think after a few rounds, you would have like, okay, you're like, okay, whenever I attack with him, I need to do it faster. But for mm. some reason, it's just, it just, I can switch like the addition. If you've never played it, when we say additions, that's what those combos are called. You can equip one addition and then that'll be your, your combo that you're using at that time. Like I can give like, say Rose, a brand new addition. And within two or three turns of it, I've got it mostly figured out. Mm-hmm. But then fucking Albert, I'm like, dude, like it's just, I swear it's such a cliche thing, but I'm like, I swear to God, the controller doesn't work only when he's attacking. <laughs> yeah, I can't that's, do it. That's what it feels like. It's that slight speed difference. Cause it's yeah. just enough to fuck your timing up. I hate him. I, he, he becomes the spoony bard of yeah. legend of Dragoon. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Fucking yeah. Edward. Anyways. Yeah. Heschel um, is close with some of the, the difficulty on the speed, but I, even some of his fastest ones like Flurry of Sticks, I can I can nail just that. Sorry, who Heschel? Yeah. 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 And like after because after a couple of turns, you know it's coming, right? Like the mm. first time I equipped an addition where it was like it it wasn't just like hit, hit, hit. The first time I equipped one where it was like hit, 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 hit. It it threw me off a few times, but then you just get used to it, you know. But fucking yeah. some reason, fucking Albert. Anyway, yeah, that that gust of wind dance, especially when there's a counter thrown in, because it seems to always come in where you have to do those two quick hits back to back. It's like fuck me, like gets me every yeah. time. But like, and now this is the yin yang thing because I I really do like this system. As someone that has a hard time staying focused while I'm playing a classic JRPG. I liked that this was like, oh, I have to pay attention so that I can land these combos because not only is it ending a battle faster, it's also filling up my SP, which lets me turn into a Dragoon. It's also Mm -hmm. leveling up the addition, which you mentioned as they level up, they get more powerful as you hit Mm -hmm. them enough times and stuff. So it's like, it's giving me reasons to pay attention. And you're leveling up your Dragoons. Yeah. Uh, As you you get SP, SP is also your Dragoon experience and it's it's tracked invisibly because of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. So you just, on your your post-battle screen, it just shows your XP and then and it just says D level. Yeah. It's like, well, that seems so, like a waste to put it there when it's only going to change four times through the course of the game. Maybe. Yeah. No shit. Eh? But it's like, <laughs> all right, a little bit extra meat on the bone. I can, I can get, I can. All right. Like I, that doesn't offend me, but this is where I kind of like, 
so I like this system because it kept me uh, dialed in. But then as I got further and further into the game, I found that like the fucking, and I'm curious if you feel the same way as me, like maybe my single biggest gripe with this entire game is that like the, 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 the fights just take too long mm-hmm. and it's not just the bot dude, boss fights can go fucking forever, oh, but yeah. it's not just the boss fights. It's like I said, a regular encounter can take forever because these attacks take so long. And if you miss one, you got to wait it out and wait it out. And I just, and that was my problem was I was like, this is so fucking slow. And yeah. I just couldn't take it anymore. Is that, do you, is that, I'm curious if you feel that that's, way or not. That's I'm, I'm not quite to the extent you are, but like, I am feeling that drag already right. with this replay that like, yeah, it's like, holy fuck, everything's slow. Especially if a random encounter has access to magic. It seems like the AI just goes from like brain dead to as soon as they have magic, they're like, oh, I know exactly who to use this on and I'm only going to use it on them. Yeah. Like in the the prisons, uh, one of the prison guards can use um, the water spell and every time, dark, dark, dark. Yeah. doesn't matter like levitz is almost dead he could probably kill him if he just targeted levitz i don't even need to bother to heal him because i know that guy's just gonna use that spell on dart again yeah and it's and the difficulty thing like that doesn't because for years i have been saying that i wish pokemon had a hard mode where mm. the other trainers would try to play weakness versus weakness and stuff so to there is extent, you just got to get rom hacks but that's exactly. a whole other thing but like, so to an extent I can live with it. My big problem was I was like, it's just so long. And like, I hate, I fucking hate random encounters. One of the reasons mm. Earthbound is my favorite RPG is the lack of random encounters. I love that I can see an enemy coming. And I like the fact that in this game, when you're walking around, you have that little arrow over your head and it basically counts down from like blue to yellow to red. And then every, once it's red, you're like any second now it's going to trigger a battle. And I did like that. It would at least count it down for me and let mm. me know. But at the end of the day, there's still random encounters. They're just giving me a ballpark idea of when a random encounter is going to happen. Yeah. But like, and that's, that's also only in the maps when you're on the overworld. Yes. I don't think it does that. No, it doesn't on the overworld. It's just random. Yeah. And then but, there's some places where it's just always red. Cause you're just always in danger. Yeah. And so like to me that's a that's a I'll give it like a you know it's it's they they neutralize each other cuz I hate random encounters but it's nice to know they're coming. But like yeah. I said it's it's just like I'm like I'm I'm losing the interest in playing this cuz I'm like I fucking run into like a random fight and then that random fight takes like 5 minutes and then like you said it, it's to me the problem with the magic wasn't if they have magic it's when they can start putting fucking status ailments on you. Oh because yeah. Because it just like I tweeted one time. I got a lot of love on Twitter too. I was like, confusion is the worst status ailment in any RPG. But like this game, it just seems like you're getting stunned and fucking confused so often. Mm. And it just feels like you get like a turn a minute with your characters. And then you got to waste it to unlock one of them from their status infliction. And then they're just going to inflict it again. And it's like, ah. you really gotta, you really gotta use the accessories to block status ailments more than just like, oh, this is going to make my guy stronger. Yeah. And oh, oh, I got something to say about that too, but we'll get there. But also like the inventory, like you only get 32 items. So you have to have a shitload of body purifiers to cover that. And then also healing items and stuff. And it's like constantly ditching stuff out of your inventory that's for some godforsaken reason you get 255 equipment slots (laughs) i know (laughs) well oh trust me we'll get to the fucking inventory because i have a major beef with that too that's my other big gripe 
But I yeah. just so okay. So I I I love the timed attacks, but I don't like how fucking slow every encounter is. And dude, there are like I hate boss fights generally, but like there are some boss fights in this game that feel like they go on for an hour. Mm-hmm. Like they fucking go. And part of it is because these goddamn animations are so fucking long. Even the enemies yeah. attack. Like you mentioned when you fight uh, what's his name there the the big guy that joins Congo, you, a uh, Congo. Yeah. He has a couple of attacks where it's like they're like 30 second animations and he's like a disc one boss. Yeah, he comes up like, and like grabs you and like spins you around and throws yeah. you at the back and shit. And it's like, holy fuck, get, get the, to it already. The first time it looks cool. But then like by the fourth time, you're like, fuck me. Mm. Like, just pick me up, throw me, do your dance, yeah. eat your protein yeah, bar. The battles aren't like, long because they're hard. They're long because of the animation. Like, even yeah. random battles. It's like, yeah, they're not difficult. No. Like, yeah, you might get fucked up by some status effects or some magic. But, like, for the most part, they're not long because they're hard. They're long because yeah. everything is fucking slow. Oh, God. It fucking made me crazy. And then the other thing about the combat in this. Okay, so to, to not just sound like I'm poo-pooing on it. I, I don't know about you, but, like... I love the defend mechanic in this mm. game. If you've never oh, yeah. played it. Fantastic. Yeah. Like if you've never played it, like in basically every RPG ever, you can just turn on defend and like, you know, take away some of the damage they're going to do to you. But in this game, when you do it, you also get, I think it's 10% of your 10%, total HP yeah. back. And uh, considering how difficult healing is in this game, it's kind mm-hmm. of a necessary evil, but I also think it's a very clever system. Yeah. Uh, because there were battles where like I would use like uh Hashel, Hashel, whatever his name Hichel, is. Yeah. Hashel, yeah. He he inflicts stun a lot. At least my build mm. of him was. And so I would stun if I was up against one enemy, I would stun them. And then I would just block with all three characters and like take a minute to get some health back. Yeah. Uh yeah, I love that. That's system. a pretty common thing that everybody does playing it, is you get the enemies down to one enemy left and then yeah. just defend for a few turns to get your health back. Yeah. So then you don't need to keep your inventory stock full of healing items. Yeah. You can ha- sa- have it saved for more status ailment recovery yeah, or totally. even just magic items. Because yeah. some magic items will just wrap up fights real quick. Like that totally. Congo fight, you yeah. hit him with a couple like burnouts and shit at the start. I had him done in like three or four turns. Right. As opposed to the, like the 12 that it would take just like smacking him with the swords over and yeah. over again. And that... And to me, like, that's the yin and the yang here because I, I really do like that defense system about how you get 10% of your health back. I I really, really like that. But on the other side of it, like, if you want to use magic, you, every character, like, by the end of the game, basically, your whole team can turn into dragoons. And, mm-hmm. like, we'll get into the story later because I, I don't even know how to fucking start unpacking that fucking thing. We'll get into that. <laughs> but basically, every character in the... By the but at, at some point, your characters pick up the ability to turn into dragoons. And I was watching a YouTube video uh, just trying to catch an explanation of this story to help it make more sense to me. And that person compared it to the Power Rangers morphing. And I thought, what a clever uh, comparison that is. Because... Yeah. Once you, as you land these combos, you build up SP. As you build up SP, you fill up this meter that you can then use to turn into dragon, or dragoons, pardon me. And then when you're a dragoon, you can either drop a bigger attack or you can use your character's magic spells, but only when they're dragoons. And mm. as you level up your dragoon level, you get more turns as a dragoon. So it goes from like one turn, two turns, to three turns, to four turns. And and I and I thought that was a cool concept, but I got to say, man, I... I I get they were trying to get outside of the box here and do something different. I hate the fact that I have no magic unless I save up all this fucking SP and then turn into a dragoon to like to be able to like to yeah. use like a healing spell. Like if I want to use 
a fucking a, a, like a healing, just a classic healing spell. I need to grind and grind and grind till I have enough SP, and then I got to make sure I use it properly. And I know some people are going to come at me and be like, "That's one of the genius things about this combat system." I just have to say, I I disagree. I think it's yes stupid. and no. I hate it's, it. It's part of the balancing with the additions into it, because like some of your additions will give you more SP for yeah. less damage, and yeah. some will do more damage for less SP. So I get what they were going for with it, Me of too. trying to like balance everything. Yeah, I can see all the starts of everything going towards that balancing, but somewhere along the way, like they just kind of forgot to go the rest of the way with it. Yeah, dude, if you get into a tough fight against an enemy that can hit your whole team, like. Unless You're you've fucked. got some of those, yeah, unless you've got some of those, and we'll get into it because I almost, I almost, I didn't finish it. Like I did quit it eventually. I was like, I don't enjoy this, but I got mm. stuck on one fight for a long time. And unless you've got a few of those items where you can get half of HP back for everyone on your team, sometimes it can be practically impossible to heal yourself because the yeah. only ways, the only ways to heal are to either use defend where you're not attacking them and you're getting 10% of your HP back to use an item. And like Keegs mentioned, you have a very finite amount of space for items or to build up enough SP to turn into a dragoon and then hope you still have enough magic points left to use a healing spell. And not every character has healing spells. And like, yeah. to me, I would have vastly and yell at me and disagree with me if you want to. I would have much preferred if even a couple of characters had some basic healing magic or fucking something and then make your dragoon spells like your summons. Like yeah. make that like your big healing spell or your big damage spell. I like using magic in RPGs and this game has practically none. And mm -hmm. I didn't care for that. I thought the combat got too basic by them taking away the magic spells, especially yeah. when they're pushing this element system. Where like you can see what element an enemy or a character is, and then if you can hit them with the opposite, you'll do more damage. I'm like, if you're uh, your implement... basic attacks do do. Uh, I know base, the elemental stuff. I know that, but but, the, yeah. but like I would still have preferred some form of a magic system. Mm -hmm. I just thought it made the combat too. If you're not turning into a dragoon or using an item, you're basically just doing those timed attacks. Like there's no, like you yeah. can't cast like haste or shield or any. And I was like, this is you've dumbed it down too much at the expense, in my opinion, of going to that quick time attack system that's mm -hmm. my opinion i didn't care for it yeah they put too much into making the the addition system really cool that yeah. they kind of forgot to flesh out all the other uh parts of the battle system because yeah like even with magics like yeah you can get additions that'll basically every time you attack you get a full bar of sp yeah but like you still don't have that much mp you can still only use a couple magic attacks before yeah. you're fresh out of mp and like then that's either a bunch of items that you have to keep saved up to restore your mp or go back and heal somewhere so it's like yeah. you don't even get to use it during regular battles you want to save it for bosses yeah i ended up and at then one on point the flip of that like i'll there's a, quite a few bosses in the game that'll punish you for being a dragoon yeah because when you are <laughs> a dragoon like, oh okay Fuck me, I guess. Yeah, because once you turn into a Dragoon, you don't have the option to opt out of it until all of the... Like, if you're a Dragoon level four, you get four turns as a Dragoon. You can't switch out of it for those four turns. And while you're in Dragoon form, all you can do is attack or use one of your spells. So you can't mm -hmm. block, you can't use a healing item or anything like that. So it's... it's So you like when all of your character's Dragoon spells are full, you get to use that cool yin-yang thing where they all turn into dragoons. And mm. on paper, I'm like, wow, that's fucking awesome. Until you realize yeah. if one of your dragoons doesn't have a healing spell and then you transform into three dragoons, you're fucking done. 
Yeah. It's just, I, I hate, I hate it. I just, the combat system started out as so much fun. And by the end, it just lost me. I just hate yeah. it. Yeah, it's really cool for a disc and a half, and then it's just kind of like you've seen everything that the combat system has to give you, and it has nowhere else to evolve from there. So then it's just another 20 hours of what you've already done. It doesn't keep scaling up through the rest of the game. It's just, yep, here it is now. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, totally. I have a lot more to say about this, but I didn't realize we're already 37 minutes into this fucking chat. So I need a drink of water and uh, I need to pay. What do I I say? I got to keep the bills on around here. Yeah. So uh, we're going to take a really (laughs) quick pause, everybody, for a quick word from one of our sponsors. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone, like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account, and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a CrashPlan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, you were talking about the inventory system, Keegs, and I want to get into that too. (laughs) Everyone knows how much I love EarthBound. I love Mm. that game. But if there's a point I will concede, it is that it has one of the worst inventory systems in yep. the history of video games. Yeah. I don't know Earth if Legend Bound, of Dragon Quest and Legend of Dragoon yeah. all shitty inventories. Yeah, I don't know if Legend of Dragoons is worse than Earthbounds, but it sure as fuck isn't better. Like yeah. it is, it's, it is. It's close. Because... You have. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm so yeah, mad about you only it. Have, you own... only have the one inventory. Yes. But it's small, so you don't have to manage, you know, your whole party's individual inventories like you do in Earthbound or Dragon Quest. Yeah. But yeah, like, fuck me. It fills up quick. Like, you, I'm, I've am i barely touched the game. I'm already constantly full constant, on my inventory. I'm just like, constant. what the fuck? I'm like, how am I at 32 already? Yeah. If you've never it's played like, it, you have 32 item slots. And the problem 
is that like you, because again, it is very difficult to heal. You need yeah. to carry some healing potions. Oh yeah. You, I always you... keep at least eight to 10, uh, healing potions. And that's usually split between just like the single target ones and the party ones. Same here, and then yeah. about the same amount of body purifiers and mind purifiers. Yeah. To get and rid so of. So it's like, okay, cool. So there's a, a two thirds of my inventory taken up on just making sure I'm not going to die. Yeah. And, and then, then you got a few more spots for like some attack items and picking stuff up. And don't forget, like, I, like, I don't know, like, so yeah, like there's only two healing potions in the game, as far as I know. And one is one will give 50% of an individual character's HP. One mm -hmm. gives 50% of all your character's HP. One thing I did learn toward the end of my playthrough was if you use the, uh, give everyone their HP back outside of battle, it works on everyone mm -hmm. instead of just the three in your team. I didn't realize that till near the end of the game. And I was like, oh, wow, I should have done this. This is way more yeah. uh, efficient. I, I don't really cycle my team out, though, so. No, I, I stopped, too, because and yeah. we'll get to there, because there's a lot of dead weight <laughs> in this fucking game. Oh, but, yeah. like, you only have 32 item slots, and you no one no one can really heal. So, like Keeg said, you got to use a nice chunk of your inventory for healing items, but then you also need some uh, status ailment removers. And thank fuck that at least they just split them into mind and body purifying, as opposed to, like, an antidote cures potion. And uh, oh, eye God. drops cure blindness. Like at least it's Holy just two. Holy shit! Could you imagine? No, it would ruin the game. You have to keep it to those two. But then I also I don't know about you. Like I always keep four or five angels' prayers on me to bring people back from the dead. And then it's like, but it also tries to push you on using this element system. And you can get all these items that'll use these elements. But I'm like, well, I've already used 25 slots for healing items. So now what the fuck do I do? And then like you said, yeah, you're halfway through the first disc and you're finding treasure chests of being told your inventory's full. And I was oh, like, in what? How in the that far. <laughs> how in the holy fuck are you letting us carry 250 pieces of equipment but 30 items? Yeah. And at least, and this is one of the things it does over Earthbound, at least it doesn't make your key items take up item inventory slots. Mm. But it's still just that is so not even close to enough inventory slots. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's like, I get system. they want you to to manage your inventory. That's part of the the strategy of the game because battles aren't you know that hard themselves. But like sure. thirty two is not enough. No, dude. Not when not when you're like even when you're near the start and only have three or four party members, it's not enough. Once no. you're up to seven, like no. That's, it's that's obnoxious. not enough to manage a party of seven characters. What they, should, in my opinion, like it's and I, I, it's easy to say hindsight's twenty twenty, but I feel like even play testing this, this would have been something to say. I don't care if you don't want to give me in. Like I'm fine with having to manage my inventory and not, you know, as opposed to the Final Fantasy system of like you have some magical backpack that can carry a trillion of everything. Like I'm fine with having to manage it, but like, as I add new party members, give me another 10 inventory slots. Oh, that, that'd be all right. That, you know, that'd just be a, an easy way to fix it. Just right. Yeah. Like you fucking, you add that giant fucking Kongle steroid monkey to your team. That guy alone should be able to carry 40 items. I mean, that'd be all he's good at because he's not good at anything else. No, he's not. No, he's not. So I, I yeah. And I don't care who that pisses off. Come at me. You know no, where no, to find it's... me on online and <laughs> in the Discord. If you like Kongol, you're wrong. I, I will say I like him <laughs> because I always love it when a bad guy like joins the good guys. Like I yeah. like that, but he is useless. But as, as a character in battle, he's useless. Oh, especially because the game, the game traps you. When you get him and they're like, oh, yeah, you got Kongol now. Take him to go fight Linus. That'd be cool to use the bad guy. And it's a trap. Yeah. 
because no, Linus yeah. will fuck you the absolute fuck up with him because he's got horrible speed and horrible magic defense. She gets like five turns before you get one anyways. Yes, yeah, And does. then he's dead before you know it. And so let's okay. Verse one. <laughs> so let's get into the characters. I want to save this story for last because I think this is gonna be a fucking. Oh. I, I wrote down some uh, one thing from the story recap that I watched that I wanna I wanna read out to everybody when we get to the story. Yeah, I wanna. I got some shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna unload on that fucking. But we'll get there. <laughs> so the characters. Uh, I will like so every character like. I'm saying this very loosely, okay? Loosely, the characters play to elements. So, like, you can play to the elemental weaknesses of enemies like that, and blah, 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 blah. But even that, what frustrates me is, like, Dart, I believe Dart's, like, fire. And yeah. so he does fire damage, but he's weak to water damage. Yeah, but, but like, you're also stuck with him through the whole game. Exact, exactly. <laughs> and, like, he's good, which is good. Like, I hate when you get stuck with a main character that's not yeah. super well-rounded. Agreed. Like... Agreed. But, like, if you're going to play this, like, Pokemon-esque you know, characters have elements they're strong and weak against. Let me rotate mm -hmm. people in and out because it's so crap when I get up against someone that's strong against fire and I'm stuck with a guy that's weak against, or, you know, that's weak against whatever they, ha you know what I'm saying? Like that drives yeah. me up the fucking wall. I do like dart though. As far as protagonists go, I, there's worse. Yeah. Looking at you squall. You fucking you. <laughs> dart, dart is pretty cool. Uh, I will say though, dude, like, of the whole batch of characters, and we're not talking about how effective they are in combat, just as characters, the only character outside of Dart that I find remotely interesting is Rose. Mm. I love Rose. Rose has a little bit of anti-hero to her. Yeah. She's got just, Rose she's is just, cool. Just, I, I like Hachelle, too. Hachelle's really cool. I, I like Hachelle. I thought, yeah. Minus the whole thing about, like, uh, I don't remember what the name was, man. but, the, well, Dart's like, oh, that was my mom's name, and Hachelle's like, oh, that was my daughter's name. And, and then like it's never addressed again until the no, very end of the game. Yeah, and then it's like Dart's like singing a song, and Hachelle's like, "Oh, my mom, my daughter used to sing that." And I was like, yeah. "Come the fuck on!" Get they the do address it at the very end of the game. Oh fuck! Then it's like, "Oh shit!" But Dart's I, mom is Hachelle's daughter. He's yes. his grandpa. Yes. Fuck <laughs> Jesus Christ! But like, that's I was though, like, like nine when I played this, and I figured it out right away. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Come on now." But I do, I do like Dart. I like Rose. Hachelle's fine. I actually like a way all three of them fight too. Like mm. I very rarely did Rose leave my party. Um, not only because I I liked what she did with her attacks, but she has I can't remember what it was called, but one of her I think one of her first dragoon spells. She'll attack Astral the enemy. Dream. Yeah, she'll attack the enemy and then split the HP amongst your team. Yeah, and Fun it's fact so bad. One, it's uh, that that move got censored in the North American version. It's supposed to be blood that comes out of her, and they're like, "Oh, that's too graphic for those Americans. Let's oh, really? make it weird black goo instead." Well, that's that's just. I was just talking to someone the other day about the Mortal Kombat ports on the SNES and how they changed the blood into sweat. Yeah, and they yeah, you no, can still decapitate this one they went somebody. Black goo. I love yeah. it, but no, black I, I like instead of period blood. I liked Rose. Uh, <laughs> she was cool, and then like Sh Shanna, however you want to say it, she. Um, Useless. she's handy. She's handy as like a white mage in the early going. Yeah, like once she becomes a dragoon like and said, she can def heal. Defense, defense is perfectly fine for that, and that's all she can do. And that's yeah. And the bows suck. Th that's like the problem like, what, is that twenty five SP per attack with the bow. Yeah, her attack is useless, and she can only heal you in like the two turns she could turn into a dragoon until she runs out of MP. Yeah, like good luck maxing her dragoon level. 
Yeah. And not even, to, and we're not even started about the whole, well, again, we'll get into the story, but the relationship between her and Dart drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah, it's wall. fucking weird. So I, I didn't like, <laughs> I didn't like Albert because he, his timing sucks. And Levitz um, was cool. Lavitz. So yeah, if you've never played it, I guess spoilers, you yeah. play as this dude named Lavitz who's awesome. And then he dies and then they just give all his abilities to Albert and Albert's like, I'll play. And it's like, oh yeah. They they do that quite often throughout the game. It is somebody will die, and then the dragoon spirit's like, "Oh, I'll pick this guy. They're wearing the same colors that I am." <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. And that just happens like the Power like, Rangers what, four or five times throughout the game. Like, yeah. I think it's like Levitz first. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, it happens because Levitz gets it from the one king, yeah. and then he, he gives dies. his to Albert. Yeah, and then uh, Emperor Dole gives his to Hichel. Like everybody, it's just like you kill them. And then the dragoon spirit just like happens to decide that they're gonna your party member is good enough to be the yeah. next dragoon. Yeah, I love it because they're wearing purple or green or yeah. red or whatever the fuck. After it is. all the talk Rose gives you about you know the dragoon the dragons and having to choose the right people for for it, it's just like ah, yeah. you're green. You're the yeah. green dragoon now. Yeah, I was so I love that too. <laughs> I, I love that yeah. too. That they're like, all it's right, like so perfectly like '90s anime corniness. It is, but it, you it's know like what? Anime of all the and things, Power Rangers. Yeah, it's it, but of all the things it does, it's not that's not the worst. It is funny, oh, yeah. but it's yeah, not that's the just worst. hilarious. Yeah. Um, I I didn't I could give a half a fuck about Miru the dancer. I thought she was annoying. Oh, I, oh, I love I her. She's it. she's straight up the best character in the game. Like battle wise, <sighs> she gets a little bit of healing. She's fast as shit. And once her additions are maxed out, she will just ruin everybody. Like, Congo oh. wishes he could put out the damage she can. But she's so annoying, Keegs. Yep, but she's oh. fucking, she's a machine. And then and then you mentioned Congo. <laughs> it's funny because Congo is this, like, giant jacked guy who you fight in the early going. And then later he joins you. And I love that, like, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, you know, obviously Super Mario RPG, you get to play as Bowser. Uh, Chrono Trigger, there's a character that could join you. Is that, that what you, know, you didn't want to spoil? Bowser joining your party? No, no, it was the Chrono Trigger. It was the Chrono Trigger. Oh. So, yeah, you can but, spoil the Chrono Trigger yeah. one. I'm not going to. I did it on the episode. <laughs> but I like I like it when bad guys join you. And when Congo yeah. first joined me, I was like, I got to use this guy because he has so much HP. He's this jacked guy. And I was thinking, oh, this is my Auron from Final Fantasy X. He's yeah. slow, but when he gets a chance, he's gonna fuck some shit up. And I will say, when he, especially when you first get him, when he lands an attack, he does some damage. But slow yeah. isn't even the word to describe him. He gets yeah. like an attack per battle. It's yeah. fucking awful. It's just part. It's just part of that balancing that they didn't quite finish. Uh, right? Speed is so important in this game. Uh, and there's no the the only way to get him more is you can give him like the bandit ring, and that'll yeah. make him faster. But it's like. Why get him up to the level of everybody else when you can just give somebody else that ring and then take them further yeah, yeah. up where he could never? Oh get my to. god, dude! You're in a fight where you're getting just stomped, and it's like so. Just argument's sake, your team is Dart, Rose, and Congo. Let's just say, and like, mm. and Dart and Rose are fighting hard and 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 defending and attacking and transforming and doing their thing, and it's and Congo is just standing there, and it's like anytime, man. Hey, whenever you're ready, we could yeah. really <laughs> use a fight, and then. And then, oh my god, when you finally get a turn to attack his Congo, and then you miss your fucking addition, <laughs> I was like, I'm done with you, sir. You and Albert can go pick roses. Yeah. Get well, the, the worst fuck is off my like team. how fast he is when you fight him. Every time you fight him, he's oh, fast as shit, and he he's you fucking you up, seconds. and then you get him, and then he's just useless, and you're like, fuck him. what the fuck happened? And then, and then the last, oh, and then Hashel, Hashel, whatever. He's cool. I liked him. That was the team I rolled the most was 
start Rose and Heschel. Yeah. And then I never got as far as to get the last character, Miranda or whatever. I never got that. Uh, she just swaps Shanna out. You basically, oh, okay. in the story, they're like, ah, Shanna can't fight anymore because of story shit. So the dragon, the dragon spirit actually leaves Shanna and goes to Miranda. It's like oh, the only okay. time one transfers without somebody dying. Okay, I dig it. So then, okay, so then who's your, so you must use Dart. You said you like that Miru and then Miru and uh, Hichelle usually. Hichelle, yeah. Hichelle and Rose, I swap them out depending on like when I need them. Like if I want yeah. Hichelle's stun, but like Miru, like I said, Miru's an all-rounder. She's got healing, she's got damage. So once I, I didn't use her much like back in the day when I played, it was Rose because I was nine and I was like, oh man, hot chick with sword. <laughs> uh, I just... I just like Rose. Rose reminded me of Raphael. Like every cutscene, every time you're all standing around, like talking about what you're gonna do next, Rose is always the one that's like off in the like kind of by herself, leaning against the wall, making sarcastic comments. And it's funny mm. because I think Raph is the cancer to the team. Even though I love all four turtles, like Raph is the jerk of the team. Yeah, but in this well, team Ro- game, Rose is definitely that. Yeah, but I loved her. I thought she was the coolest yeah. character. And frankly, and, and again, there's one other place I want to stop before we get to story. I don't know if there's anywhere else you want to go, but I will just say of their of their personalities, by far, I found Rose to be the most interesting. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. The only other thing I want to talk about besides story is the music because it that's yes fucking slaps hundred percent. And that was where I wanted to go next to. Uh, if if we were just scoring the game's music, I would give it a 10. Super Mario World ten out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Music is music so slaps. good; it goes way uh, harder than it needs to. It's incredible. Like every, even the menu music is yeah. fire. Like the music everywhere is fucking awesome. Like it's like I like some rap music, and there's like some rock in there, and some beats, yeah. and it's like the combat, the boss fight music is insane uh yeah 10 yeah, out of 10 the music I, everywhere like every city and dungeon and everything like the music just like elevates it like it already like the scenes already look gorgeous so, so yeah. you're already like invested and you're like yeah i'm here this i can tell like you're in the marshlands you see like steam coming up from like the from the water and shit and then that music just takes you that next level yeah of just like in the game yeah it's fire it, it like i've i've said many a time i've I probably consider Mega Man X my favorite soundtrack of all time. Um, Mm. You know, there's like, there's lots of other ones. That's just the one that always stands out to me. But like, I would definitively put this game on the list of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time. If anything, at least while I was getting mad at how fucking slow the goddamn game was, at least I was listening to the music. And what's really wild, dude, is that a lot of these classic RP, like I used to play Final Fantasy VII like crazy in high school. And I would turn the music off and just listen to like a CD or whatever. Like I usually mm-hmm. listen to other stuff while I play old RPGs, and in this one, I I I rarely wanted to, I wanted to listen to the music. It was that good. Yeah. Like even if it's repetitive, it's that good. I didn't want to cycle out. So I, it's funny that that was what you had left because that was that's where I wanted to go as well. I, I thought the music was just fire. Um, and that leaves. <sighs> yeah, the that guy that the did story. the music too. He doesn't. Uh, he didn't really do a whole lot of anything else. Who? Uh, the guy that wrote the music for Legend oh. of Dragoon, his name was uh, Takeo Miratsu. Uh, he passed away in 2006, but yeah, he doesn't have a huge line of just stuff he did. Just this one. He's like half of a duo that did songs for Beat Mania, but otherwise he just like... This well, he is should. Like the only thing notable that I see. Like he, Jumping he, Flash, I didn't play that. He should have a catalog because he yeah. can fucking go, man. By God, I was... 
blown away. One of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in a retro mm. game. It was fucking in any game. It was fucking outstanding. All right, let's fucking try to unpack this story before we wrap this thing up. I um, go ahead. What do you oh, think? The story is easy to unpack. Like <laughs> now, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before you say that. It's a very simple, I, I, straightforward I, story, Adam. Wait a minute, because I've had people tell me they're like, "Well, you got to finish the game to see the story," and I'm gonna say, yeah. if you if you're into the story, that's cool. I get it. I personally, the game started out interesting, and then like Keegs, I were talking about it off the air. Like by the time I was done, I'm like, "So are we? Are we? Are we trying to become dragoons? Are we trying to catch the black monster? Are we trying to catch Lloyd? Are we trying to find these moon items?" Are we trying to find the wingies or whatever the fuck they're called? Wing-lies. I'm like, what on earth is it you want me to yeah. do? And the I have 107th no fucking... race of the world, the wingies. Oh. Simple. Go ahead. Explain Keegs. I've never played the Legend of Dragoon. Explain this story to me. Uh, how long do we got for this? Because <laughs> yeah, it might yeah. take a while. I know. I've played almost every Final Fantasy game. I've played almost every game from like the Tales of series. Like, and those Tales games, they have some convoluted ass stories. This one takes the fucking cake. I've only played through to completion once because anytime I've ever tried, I always get lost in the fourth disc. So I watched a recap last night and what the actual fuck Dude, happens in this story. It is it's, insane. It's like, like it's pretty tame up until about where you quit. Yeah. And then it goes off the rails of just MacGuffins and like this thing is affecting this thing and then the god created this and like all this crazy shit like it goes off the rails yeah i i will say like like because i know this is where some people are going to write in and be like tell me that i'm wrong and it's fine i get it it's fine it's go ahead if you want to i guess make sure whoever's going to do that make sure you cc me on that (laughs) because i will also be wrong i will (laughs) say that like okay so i i i I like i like that that the the, the 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 dragoons were these like mystical warriors or whatever you want to call them with these powers mm. and i like that they were fighting with the with the winglies and i like even the idea that eventually you find out that they're like uh what's the term like generations of of people like the 106 107th species or whatever uh, yeah like the the god create is prophesized to create 108 different species yes and then once the 108 comes down it's going to destroy the world yeah and regenerate it and that's sure. the that's um virage the god of destruction sure and i actually don't hate that concept and i like mm-hmm. the idea that dragoons and winglies were previous species or generations or eras or mm-hmm. whatever you were like 105 and 106 or whatever the numbers are doesn't matter i i like that concept but like, bro, I, I got a little bit into disc three on this game and just then started to find this shit out. It was yeah. like they it was like the first half of the game, Dart is after this black monster that destroyed his village. You're finding these dragoon abilities and you're finding they're like mystical things and and all. And then it's like about halfway yeah. through, they were like, it's like they were writing it. And then halfway through, we're like, this story's not good enough. Let's add in. Some. It was Spider-Man three. And it was like, mm. it would have been fine if it had just been Peter Parker versus the Sandman. And then they were like, well, let's throw in the new Goblin just to make it a little bit spicier. And then they were like, well, the higher ups want Venom in. So let's halfway through the movie, let's squeeze him in there as well. And by the end, you're like, what of the, what, who am I after anymore? Like, what is, I, and, I, and admittedly, maybe parts of it get lost in translation. I know that's an issue with mm. these old games. 
and the translation is not perfect. I'll give it that. Yeah. But I, <laughs> it's, it's very I, 90s. I just, and I, and admittedly, maybe part of the problem was that I was getting bored, so I wasn't paying as much attention. But it makes me feel, I went online to Google and I'm like, am I the only one that finds this story confusing? And it no. seems to be very <laughs> split. Some people love this story and some people are like, no fucking clue what's going on. It, it's a cool story, but yeah, even if you're paying attention, you have to kind of keep notes onto what every everything is and how it relates to other things. Because a lot of stuff just is named things for the sake of having a cool wacky name. Yeah. Like, so it's just, it's, it's hard to follow, even if you're paying attention. And if you take any breaks and start forgetting some of the stuff, like you just get beyond lost because the stories gets just so convoluted and yeah. there's so many moving parts. Like you were asking, you're like, what's the purpose of the story? It's all of those things all together at once. Agreed. And they all have to come together into save the world. And then it turns like out that the bad guy, Emperor D- Diaz, okay, quick, yeah, quick Emperor side Diaz. note, quick side note, quick side note. If you've never seen it, look it up. There's a classic video of baseball fans heckling a player whose last name is Diaz. And they're like, hey, Diaz. And I cannot, for the life of me, say the word Diaz without saying Diaz. So if any of you are going to yell at me for saying it wrong, in this instance, I have a reason. Some of my friends that are listening to this have seen that video. It's fucking, hey, Diaz, your friends don't even like you. Oh, my God. So anyway, it turns out at the end of the game, the bad guy, Emperor Diaz, is some other guy named Zeke. And it turns out Zeke is Dart's dad. And it was like... Why and is Rose's that? fiance. Yeah, and Rose's fiance. Yes. And it was like, and they're both tw- they're both twelve thousand years old and are two of the original dragoons from like, the Dragon War. Fuck right off. And because oh, they're fuck off. I don't know how he survived. I can't remember how he survived all that time because she did because she's got the dragoon spirit, but he doesn't have it anymore. Well, he was. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Oh no, maybe that's it. Is he had it up until uh, Neat got destroyed, and then uh dart had it so i guess that's why like zeke is older looking now i don't, I don't know. fucking know man and it's then fucked. shanna shanna has like the sun in her <laughs> like no she can she's just... got the moon hey yeah, this is the perfect the moon, time right. for me to to tell my little uh blurb that i wrote by down means. from the story recap by it's all like, means uh, so the moon child that's shanna she's actually the soul of the god of destruction possessing someone so it can go to the moon be born with its true body and then destroy the world and regenerate it makes perfect sense right <laughs> i feel like if they had stuck to like if they had cut this story in half it would have been fine but you know what this in my opinion this story comes across like they had a room of three or four writers who all had ideas and whoever was the producer of this game didn't have the heart to tell any of them no so he was like let's put them all in like we'll make I mean, it work with all of them three or four writers sounds about right like even triple a games now don't have huge writing teams god of they, war and ragnarok was written by nine people that's what, but i like and that's like it just it just feels like it was yeah, just like three or four ideas squished into what it's 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 like mm. a fucking gumbo of fucking plot lines yeah there's just everything I think the story ties into like them fucking up their development process and dumping all the money into those fmvs that apparently uh sony didn't even want to do and the development team fought for it and then that wasted all their budget and time and then they're just like shit we're only at we're only halfway through the story. We got to add some more shit in here and pad it out. Yeah. And, I, and like, even those FMVs, like I'm not, it is very easy to see, uh, to see one of them for the first time in 2023 and be like, okay. 
But like, they're not bad. Frankly, I think they're kind of neat. I don't think they're that bad. I like that this game doesn't have, remember like in Final Fantasy VII and some of the cutscenes, they look awesome. And then some, they're the Lego people. Like they, all the cutscenes in this game look good. And the FMBs were neat. They were voice acted kind of cheesy, but I'm a huge. Oh I yeah, the, love... the the direction for the voice acting is atrocious, but uh, that's part of the charm. Exactly, <laughs> I'm very pro cheesy yeah. voice acting, but it, like it just yeah, like if if I, I I know it's like the most dumbed down, stupid example ever, but a lot of the time when I talk about the development of video games, I always talk about like they had a pie, and they put fifty percent of the pie into graphics, and that left you know fifty percent for music story combat system everything else and it really does feel like a lot of it went into trying to make this game look as big and flashy as possible at the expense of 80 percent towards that that pie for this one so i i don't know man i fucking you know what actually i ended up enjoying this podcast a little more i thought i've been dreading this it's just (laughs) it is so difficult keegs to go to a game that people grew up playing because that's the thing is and, and if you disagree with me or you don't believe me, look it up. I have looked up countless opinions on this game because I'm like, am mm-hmm. I, am I like, it's the principal Skinner meme. I'm like, am I so out of touch? And it's like, no, it's the gamers who are wrong. And I was like, am I crazy? And it really not, you know, you can't put a blanket statement on it, but it really does seem like for the most part, people that love this game grew up playing it. And people that are mm-hmm. playing it now for the first time are like, that's okay. It's not, you know, like it's, and that's how I feel about it. I think it's, I don't think it's awful. Um, I don't like it as much as final fantasy seven, VII, eight or nine. Yell at me if you will. I like all three of those games better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't finish it. I don't really have an urge to finish it, but I would yeah, love, I you know it. what I would you, love? You've seen, you've seen everything the game has to show you at this point. Yeah. Besides would, the crazy ass story, but you can watch I, videos on that. Yeah. I'd be all about a remake of this game. Mm. Not a remaster, but like a full-blown remake where they speed shit up and clean up some of the balancing, you know, and increase the inventory. Yeah. Like, Because I really, when you boil it down to its most core basic concept, I like what the game was trying to do. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like the way it did it, if yeah. that makes sense. It tried to do some really cool stuff, and then there was just too much of it. Yeah. For yeah. me, like yes. for to go back to your ice cream analogy, for me, it's a flavor of ice cream I liked, but I asked for two scoops and they gave me seventeen, and I'm like, yeah, that's too many scoops. I can't eat all this ice cream. Yeah. And it took them half an hour to fucking scoop it because yeah. they do a twenty minute animation. <laughs> like, this while they is scoop melted it. now. Yeah, while they're scooping it, they're jumping in the air and doing flips and shit like that. Anyways, you done? I feel good. We got to score uh, this thing. Is yeah. there anything we missed? Uh, not real. Oh, we missed saying that Rose is the black monster. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, that that's why she that like when you're saying she's a Raphael and she's just like a dick. I was like, yeah, she's kind of a dick the entire game because oh. they're constantly talking about the black monster and like, oh, black monster this, black monster that, and she's just standing right there, knowing full well they're talking about her and wow, doesn't so- try to do anything to try and like you know temper their feelings towards the black monster and try and like maybe get them to think that the the black monster was justified in anything they've done, but yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, Black Monster so cool. was she was jealous, which is right. fair. Yeah, it is fair. <laughs> her so fiance cool. left her for a fucking human and had a kid, so she tried to kill everybody. And I like that. I like that her She's name a country is song. Yeah, yeah, she only is a country song. And I like that her name is Rose, but she's like the darkest character in the game. Like mm. Rose is what you would think that Shanna's name would be. But, but every rose has its thorn. Every rose has its thorn. And the best Just rose, like Brett Michael said, well, about a prostitute. 
I was about to say that the best rose is the Final Fantasy IV rose, but I actually like this rose better. She's more yeah. badass than that one. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, was that her name, Rose, in Final Fantasy IV? Yeah, it was. Cecil was it Rose or Rosa? Rosa. It was Rosa. Ah, glad I caught that. Otherwise, I'd be getting fucking emails for the next two months about people. It was Rosa, so never mind. Rose yeah. is better than Rosa. Anyway. All right, we got to score this thing. Uh, the scale I had in mind is there's 108 fucking generations of species or whatever the fuck it mm-hmm. is. So we could either go with that or we could go with a rating out of fucking 200 because it takes 200 minutes to finish a battle in this game. But I would <laughs> rather I would rather end good. on a non, non-caddy non comment. So we'll go 108. Yeah, let's go 108. Keegs, out of 108 generations of species or whatever the fuck it is, what would you score the Legend of Dragoon? Ah. Uh... Take your time because I gotta I'm go stuck. like a solid like maybe ninety nine. Wow, like it's it's good. I still love the game, but it's it hasn't aged like milk like a lot of uh, that generation of just games in general, especially RPGs, have for me that I found. But like it's it's got it's got its issues, and I can look past my nostalgia for the game and be like, "Yep, those are issues of the game." It'd be nice if they were different, but yeah. Boy, way she goes. It's the I way of the road, bubs. The way of the road. I can't do ninety nine. I can fucking tell you that right now. I. Yeah. If if we're just talking about how much I like it, I'm giving it like a sixty. But if I'm looking That's at like fair. the quality of the game, probably around that like seventy five to eighty. Like I would give it like a hmm. seven out of ten. I don't think it's a bad game. I don't think it's unplayable. I will say of like the PS, like I'm trying to think of like what PS1 RPGs I've played enough to talk about with any form of like scent of knowledge. And it's Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, Wild Arms, this. Oh, Wild Arms is a good one. I like Wild Arms. And then I guess like, unless you're counting like Final Fantasy Tactics or Alundra or something. But if you're just sticking to like the more traditional like JRPGs, that might be it. I, I, I do think this is my least favorite of that bunch. It hmm. just, I, but the problem is that like, I really liked what it was trying to do. I just didn't like the way it did it. So mm. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it like a seventy-five out of one hundred and eight. I don't think it's terrible. Um, I just I don't know. It's, it's just, certainly it it no Bubsy. It's no Bubsy, sure. But few are, my friend. Few <laughs> are. Anyway, yeah, like Bubsy too. You know, and the other thing about it, dude, as we're, we should wrap this up, but like, it, it fucking the PS One was just such a goddamn RPG powerhouse. That like, again, like it's, I don't even know. You could argue with me that it's not fair to compare it to Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9. And I'd be like, no, sure. it's absolutely fair. Maybe they it did isn't. it themselves. I agree. I'm like, dude, they're, they're, RP, they're the same genre on the same console from the same era. That's like, mm-hmm. it's like comparing Mario to Sonic. Like Super Mario World and Sonic 2. Like you can yeah, compare uh, those Even games. more so though, because this is like Square left Nintendo to make games for Sony. And this is Sony's version of a final fantasy killer like this is what it was supposed to be expectations were huge right first party rpg at the end of the console's lifetime from the rpg console yeah i just yeah it's just it's fine it it, it fell a little short that's all yeah it did it's fine i don't know i i don't really feel a need to ever play it again unless it gets remade or even you know how like you can get like the like you can get the final the old school final fantasies now with like the quality of life improvements where you can go like triple Mm -hmm. speed and stuff if yeah. I could even do that with this one, uh, there's no triple speed, but there is rewind in the. Oh, I don't. In the yeah. newest no, version. I need. I need to speed up. I don't need yeah. to go back and watch the slow <laughs> animations again. Yeah. I need to fucking speed up. If that was in there, maybe you'd get me back. 
Um, anyway, yeah, good enough. Nice. We did it. I don't think that was the worst podcast I've ever done. I'll get some shit for that, but not nearly as much as Sonic Adventure 2. And I will yeah. say this is a better yeah. game than Sonic Adventure 2. I'll throw that yeah. out there right now. Uh, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. I like Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, fuck. I'm not going down that. I'm fucking fuck. Shit. Anyways, uh, buddy, thanks a lot for doing this, man. I appreciate it as always. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Keeks, thank you so much for giving me a shout and talking to the legend of Dragoon. And uh, yeah, I, I guess normally I thank my guests, then I thank the listeners, and I fucked it up and did it the other way this time. But just thanks, everybody. If at any point you've talked to me about this game or my voice talking about this game has found your ears, thank you. I appreciate it very, very much. If you didn't hate this show, I got to ask, leave us a nice review, would you? I, they offset the bad reviews. And which we don't have that many of, fortunately. And all the good podcasts ask for them, so I guess I have to as well. Leave us a nice review somewhere, huh? It's free. It would really help the show, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it would. And if you want more of these, whoo-hoo, there are, and I not, I'm not saying this lightly, there are hundreds upon hundreds of bonus archived podcasts, all ad-free, waiting for you right now for as little as $2 a month at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. You keep the bills on around here. You keep Molly fed. We donate a little bit of it to charity. You get tons of extra podcasts. Plus, you can DM with me and join the Discord and write into the show and play play one, remake one, erase one, and all those other things. Uh, it's pretty well the best value in the history of the internet so patreon.com slash remember the game if you want more information about that i'm on twitch at twitch.tv slash member the game thank you so much to everyone that's followed me over there i have no real set streaming schedule i just get on there whenever i can it's been a little slow lately but i'll, I'll get back on there soon i just have a lot of stand-up comedy going on right now and uh, we have a p.o box don't send me anything big don't send me people send me giant gifts and i'm very grateful and humbled by that i just want postcards just letters just nice little messages let me know where you are that you're listening to the show, give me your address. I'll send you one back. We'll be pen pals. It's like I'm in prison. It'll be fun. So do that if you want to. You can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com with information about our Patreon and all those other things you want as well, all right? That's going to do it for this week's episode. I'm going to thank some of those patrons and get the hell out of here. I'll be back tomorrow for all those patrons with Expansion Pass 154. Is it 50? I think 154. It's 153 or 154. Uh, where I'll be reviewing Hi-Fi Rush for the Xbox. I'll be back on Friday with Game Patch. We'll talk about all the biggest news in modern video games. And then next week, it's a full slate of podcasts. On Monday, it's Purple Monkey Dishwasher Episode 2, where Mark McHugh and I will be reviewing Bart the Genius, the second episode of The Simpsons. I'll be back on Tuesday with The Rambling Idiot. And then on Wednesday, a week from right now, it's Remember the Game number 241, which, if everything lines up as it's planned, will be about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, Radical rescue for the game boy a hidden gem if there ever was one all right thanks a lot everybody i will talk to you on the next one cheers so long goodbye Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I churn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. And as such, I am contractually obligated to list off their names as quickly as possible. So a huge thank you to... 
Make sure Mallow Magic Money. Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt. My butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Chris Fleury, Andrew Wright, Jordan Fraser, Burns, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Scott Brooks, Aaron Lawson, Nathan Trombley, A-Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, G9PSX, Mercury869, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Doogie, Wolf Magic 21, Johnny CCDC, Joe LeBlanc, Squints, Titan 420, Zonko 504, Russell Aldrich, Jeff Bergeron, Captain N. OT Plays Games, Daniel, Tunable Power, John Woodruff, Randy Baird, Just a Fish, Poop Q, Super Dad Bros Podcast, and Zalo, Holmes, Zach Shepard, Chris Dickin, Frosty Feet 492, Triple, Chugger 22, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Welsh Destroyer, Race and Wontonga, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Mizuru, Jacob Adams, Phil Lencher, Joe the Sandman, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Jake Carter, Thomas Childs, Biddy, Laces Out Dam, Beaver Boy, C Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch My Coochie, Leroy Westrich, Evolva, Sean Ramos, DB Cooper, Stud Still Smash, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Fuzzy99, Decoy Man, a dude named Adam, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon, who's not a surgeon, Roe, Blaine the Hoagie, who's not a Hoagie man. That, that, that sounded funnier in my head. Scary Terry, Bucky the Beagle Herder, Antonio Echeverria, Hegel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Esteban Navarro, Kayach, Jimothy, Joe Stone, Chris Williams, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Cody Richardson, General Fury, them boys on the roof, current Remember the Game Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, James Juan Francesco, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Matt Hamilton, Daniel DeVore, Drugs of Bed, okay, Sam Carpenter, Nerdy Hybrid, Adam Fletcher, Colin Bollinger, Sleeper Hit, Joey Mercury, Squeak Nuts, Isaiah, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Brian Neese, Christian Gabriel, Maverick Marty, Musty Beetle, Bud Lightyear, John M. Watkins, Timothy Sabrinsky, Beef Dingleberry, Michael Barjudina, Hitchy Poo, Arctic Vision, Bulma Simp, Mark but not McHugh, Trevor McKee, Burt McLean, Quiet Place Queen, Cam Nelly 23, Zamatos, Skiller Rooney, Chris Lovin, oh my god, it froze, Bobby Litton, Brandon Dezeba, Kia Pop, Knife Goes In, Guts Come Out, Works For Me, Dakota Guy, Alexander Camps, Pizza Dude, Got 30 Seconds, Ryan Perry, Alex R, It's the Bigfoot, Graham, Lucas Valadez, Itchy Nutsuru, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Solomon Soto, Dar Skywalter, Denton Van Zandt, Postman, Westgen, Nick Creature, Adam Martinet, NAFE, Dr. Nightmare 23, Tonebone Swiss, Kevin Monroe, Shorzy, Digital Dave, Lord Longrod, Von Hugendong II, Frosty Bear, Max... I'm choking on my own spit here. Max Sandin, Sour Goatface, Alexis Ramos, Faded Sufferance, Tristan Anderson, Benjamin Atkins, Robbie DLC, B Money, Hired Goons, who? Brandon Helmheckle, The Fiend, Ryan Colton, It's OG, Tyler Bauer, It's uh, Fallen Snow, Kiku, Dill Pickle Rick, E-Man Trucker, Mark Sneed, That One Kid Josh, Raging Demon, Atrio Wormwood, Agent Booty Pants, Shoeboxers, Adam Still Hasn't Reviewed, Banjo Tui, Jay Callahan, Robbie Air, Sabin, Brian Richmond, Devilish Saint, Blobby K. Rogers, Super Nintendo Chalmers, Glue Scappin, Bula, CG no CJ Noel, Matt Zeus, Buy Me Bonestorm, Plow, <laughs> Plow King, and Caesar. That was a pretty fucking solid list altogether. I'm pretty goddamn proud of that. Thanks so much, everybody, for the support. I appreciate you. And uh, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Banjo Tooie. Get ready to change your motherfucking name. Take it easy, everybody. See you on the next one. Cheers.